Sure, man. Fucking, I'm down. I'm down to clown Charlie Brown. Are you gonna introduce? Okay, me? go in dry. No lube. Yeah, no lube. Zero. What's up, people? This isn't my show. This is Steve's show. He should probably be talking right now and introducing me. But this is Steve. He's a fun guy. He's got a podcast. He doesn't, though, uh, talk to New Zealanders enough for me to know secondhand if Lucy Lawless's titties are really that flawless. Well, considering this is going to come out after that one, I'll just go ahead and give you the spoiler alert flat out first and foremost. Um, they've never seen her there. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, fucking A. Damn. I was really interested because, you know, I was going for the two part of that question. The first part, have you ever ran into Lucy Wallace? And they're like, you're bringing up Xena? We haven't heard that in forever. I'm like, yeah, I am, man. And they're like, nope, we've never seen her. It's a big island. You've never seen her, the Xena? Oh, all right. Well, I'm like, well, son of a bitch. All right, let's go back to talking about New Zealand cheese, then. Does New Fuck Zealand it. have cheese? Fuck. Huh? I don't know. I, I said, does New Zealand have cheese? Fuck, now I have to go listen to that one. <laughs> That's okay. If you want to listen to cheese, we're not going to fucking stop you. It might be good for your next book. I also was thinking... Since uh, you finished the Smoke Pit Fairy Tale series, mm-hmm. we're drinking right now. At least I am. I don't know. I imagine you are. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm actually a Quaker. I live in Pennsylvania. Complete teetotaler. Alcohol is terrible for your health, and cigarettes will kill you. Don't smoke, kids. Yes, don't do that. Uh, those are both very bad things. The other thing is, since you're a Quaker, does that mean you can get me a good deal on some oatmeal? Uh, so fun fact about this and, uh, not, not to get too meta on this or anything, but like the shit you buy at the store is fucking garbage. Um, the, if you really yes. want good fucking oatmeal, like, um, well, it, it, you're shit out of luck cause good oatmeal doesn't fucking exist. But if you want good grits, you, you can get that online. There's, there's a place called Palmetto. I think they make it in South Carolina. It's, it's good. Sounds like a South Carolina thing if it's in Palmetto. Yeah. So yeah, my idea is this, you finished the Smoke Pit Fairy Tale series. So what's the name of the place where you drink beer outside of the barracks? I mean, the beer I, garden. Maybe we're your fram. <laughs> yeah, Airwing, we were fancy. They had a gazebo. Oh, man, really? Damn. I mean, we, we, we had a gazebo in Swinton Palms, but it got torn down and we used it as firewood. And then the battalion got fucking bitched at for like four weekends fucking straight. Yeah, well, when I say there was a gazebo, there was a gazebo somewhere, but everyone pretty much just drank on the catwalks between their rooms and fucking partied that way. Yeah, where were you at again? New River. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I I spent a grand total of maybe 15 minutes on New River after making a wrong turn. Yeah, probably when you were at MCT and you're like, I walked too far. I went past the MCX. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, actually, fucking while I was in, I think I put my feet down on every Marine Corps installation besides the ones on mainland Japan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not, not stationed at, just put my feet down on. And, and you know, that's good enough for me. <laughs> I think the best I've done is just the East Coast. Yeah. I was a world traveler, though. So, yeah. You know, there's that. Well, yeah, no, no. I did. I visited Miramar, but that was when I got out because I had a buddy there. And Mir- I was Mir- working Mir- in San Diego. Yeah, Mir- Miramar is fucking nice, and like everyone always keeps making the fucking Top Gun jokes, but like it's not a naval installation anymore. It's 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 Marine Corps, and they do Top Gun. At, I think El Centro now, don't they? I might be wrong about that, but I don't think they do it in Miramar anymore. It's Northern California, at least. If it's not El Centro, I know I've heard someone say where they do it, but it's like okay. Yeah, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. When I was walking around Miramar, I'm like, fuck, I really wish I would have been stationed here. Why couldn't they, you know, make Ospreys deployable from the West Coast, not the East Coast? Fuck. Son of a fuck. That's my fault for not uh, getting recruited uh, out of a Western state and then just getting shuffled onto the See, Like, I, I had the, what, what I would call the good version of it. Like, I went to Paris Island, and then I went to the 1st Marine Division, and it's like, hey, that right. doesn't happen a whole lot. Good for me. No, it doesn't. No. But what does happen a lot is uh, people coming in from the West Coast, at least in the air wing, I saw a lot of West Coast people, and then they would wind up on the East East Coast bases for the air wing, and I was just like, man, you guys got hosed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I was just like, yeah, I got a nice like 12-hour drive to go home on 96s and vacations and stuff, and like, I got to get a cross-country flight and all that flight approval dumb shit for everything, and I'm like, yeah, I just go. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, no, fucking, it, it's cool. And I know at some point we'll get into this later, like, you know, for people that want to stick around for book stuff, but you, you said you just finished the fifth one? Yes. Okay, so at some point later we're going to have a, hey, listen, we're going to talk about these first five, and uh, if you don't want spoilers, well, fuck you. All I will say is this, this will be the starting opening salvo of that, is that, uh, as soon as you get past book four, it feels pretty easy. It was like book four was like this fucking yeah. thick and all the other ones that I've had like so far were like this thick. So I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm just like, I got to crank through four, I, like force myself. But I also wasn't flying when I was reading four. So like, mm. well, I was for the last half of it. Yeah. Like I took a flight to work down here where I am now in Alabama. By the way, uh, this is the only time of year I like being in Alabama. Fucking, it's not February yet. January. Yeah. Winter, they're like, hey, do you want to go work in Alabama for the winter? I'm like, sure. Yeah, dude. Try to schedule your shit to where you're always just in a t shirt. Yeah, I would love it. It was fucking 65 and humid today. I was just like, fucking hey. But it was also raining like a bastard. So I'm like, good thing I'm indoors. Yeah, we had a scorcher today. It was like 34. Fuck man, the snow's starting to melt up by my house, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah, it's the rain killing it fucking here. <laughs> oh, dude, it's fucking hilarious because you know I live about an hour west of Buffalo and Lake Erie, and so you know Buffalo got raped in the ass last week yeah. by snow, and then uh, you go down by me, and there's like maybe six inches. So <clears throat> you versus the guy she told you not to worry about. Six foot or six inches. What do you want, baby? Iceman edition. 
That's right. Yeah. So fucking also don't have to show. Fuck, man. Just working hard. Just dumb shit. Getting back into doing the podcast. Uh, Reading your books, actually, because those are the only things I'm reading at the moment. Because I can only read one thing at a time. And then, uh, I don't know, blasting metal and trying to figure out uh, which concerts I'm going to this year. Nice. Yeah, because they're just starting to announce all of them. Allegion just announced theirs today, and they're going to be in Pittsburgh on Cinco de Mayo. And I'm like, I guess I know what day or where I'm getting tacos. Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, the, the problem with Pittsburgh tacos is they put sauerkraut and sausage on all of them. <laughs> That's because there's all the Polacks there. You're in the pierogi belt now, motherfucker. Yep, yep. Dude, there's this uh, place. It's a bar. It's called the Iron Horse. It's down the street from where I'm at. And I say down the street relatively because I'm in the boondocks, so down the street's half an hour away. But they got this thing called the Polish pizza me. where it's it's the crust, and then it's a little bit of cheese, and then it's mashed potatoes, and then it's a little bit of cheese, and then it's onions and pierogies, and then it's a little bit of cheese. And you, you, you get that, and you think, oh, yeah, I can eat one of those. You get through, like, half a fucking slice, and you're like, all right, well, I've reached this decade's fucking carb limit. I need to go lie down. I don't know if I'll be waking up or not. Fucking uh, someone kick me if I uh, shit myself. So I should probably then tell you that uh, I'm Polish. You know, by descent, not like from Poland. So that sounds amazing to me. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not on that side of the fucking Polish food thing. Like, I like the, ah, shit, there's this, um, Spolucci, is that what it's called? Where it's like little bow ties and fucking, uh, like little tiny pierogies. Polut? No, no, Polucci's a fucking soap. I don't know. It's almost like a fucking soup. But it's almost like chicken noodle soup, just, you know, with like, only that much broth instead of, you know, a bowl of it and then, like, little bow ties and little tiny pierogies. Like that. I'd have to ask my mom or one of my aunts. Be like, Mom, uh, what the hell is this? And then why have you never made it for me? Yeah. yeah. She's like, she'll be just like, because you love pierogi and galumki, and I'd be like, I do love those fucking things. So, so, uh, uh, Augustine, uh, Augustine, like that's that's not Polish, is it? It's Americanized Italian. Oh, oh, you're one of those. It was originally Augustine. Got it. Yeah, it was originally Augustini, but my grandpa, the one who was in the Navy in World War II, Pacific Theater, uh, he uh, didn't like to spell it Augustini. So there's like four legal documents that have his name as Augustini, and it's like his birth certificate. Uh, he joined the Navy at 17 for World War II, so his dad signed for him. So that one says Augustini. And then I think his death certificate and, like, some other random thing. But everything else, he signed to Augustine. Hmm. That, and that's that how he changed his name. Um, we, we had a guy fucking uh, – he was one of my corporals when I got to the fucking fleet. And uh, his granddad – when he came over here from through fucking Ellis Island, didn't want to be discriminated against because he's fucking Italian. So he right. changed his name to fucking church, right? So, like, granddad had his real name changed to church, had a kid, changed it to church, had a kid, and, you know, it was still church. But that dude, church, when he got married, he decided he wanted to go back to his granddad's original name. So when he got married, fucking while his wife is doing the fucking, like, documents to change her name, he changed his name back to his granddad's original name, right? And since he did that when he was in the fleet, 
every time a fucking boot would show up and we we're introducing them to people, we'd be like, oh yeah, and that's that's Giannetti over there. Fucking, he's got some weird stuff going on. We don't really, you know, whatever. No, what do you mean you got, he's got some weird stuff going on? Lance Corporal's like, well, he, he, when he got married, he changed his name to his wife's name. And none of us really um, ever figured out why. Just priming it, and then like within two or three days, he'd come running out of the office. Which one of you motherfuckers told the boot that I changed my name to my fucking wife's last name? And it's like that's what you did, didn't you, Corporal? Fuck you! Oh god, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, old world shenanigans. I say fucking something. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. So my great grandpa, when he came here from Italy, did not go in World War One. Then got drafted into World War One. That's not the fun <laughs> part of the story. Uh, so he was actually—I forget which fucking division it was. He was in the one division in the army in World War One that was under command of the Marines. So he was there with fuck. I forget who it was. But there was only one, that was the first time that a Marine was in charge of an Army division along with a Marine division. Yeah. So that was the first time that my grandpa was Fleet Marine Forces. And he said, I got sent to Camp Pendleton for two weeks to learn how to use an automatic weapon. He's like, and then I watched them put those dumb bastards through the fucking surf all through boot camp and all that shit and then send their dumb asses off on my boat. So I'm just like, all right. (laughs) Yeah, I, I often like wonder what it was like uh, in uh, like military training before I went, and you'd be surprised how fucking hard it is to fucking figure that shit out. Where it's like, because like, um, uh, for those of you who have not read my books, there is a character that you think dies in one of the books, and then later another character gets a letter from him in the future, and it turns out that he just got sent to the fucking past, and he was the old guy from the first book. Um, and while he was in the past, you know, he went to go do Vietnam. So I've been looking up, you know, how to, what military training was like during Vietnam. There's no fucking blatant information about that. Like you have to go back and like read fucking dudes' memoirs and just like put it to fucking together. Yeah. Have you ever read the things they carried? A long time ago, uh, about the same time yeah. I read the soldier's load. <laughs> Yeah, so that one was just like, when I read that one, it was like blowing my mind because I'm like, I know these are allegories, but they all seem like true stories. Like, what the fuck is going on? This guy is good. There's another good one. It comes in and out of print every few years. And if you want to read it, I'd either say find it online or like wait until they print it again. So like right now uh, is this book called The Raggedy Ass Marines. And, like, right now, it's not in print. If you want a hard copy, it's, like, 600 bucks. But, like, if you wait two years, it'll be $15 again um, just because it's back in print and it, it goes up and down. It's kind of done that pattern for the last 10, 15 years. But it's a series of letters between these two guys. Um, and, it, and it's, you know, their letters between each other. You know, they, they, like, went to, like, high school. They grew up together, right? Joined the Marine Corps together. They went to World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. I think they went to World War II together, and then they both went to Korea and Vietnam, but, like, not together. So, like, they're writing each other fucking letters the whole time. And, you know, it documents kind of their career. And it's funny, because, like, ha- like a third of it's, like, super moto, like, what you want to think about when you think about being Marine shit. Another third of it's, like, yeah, this sucks. Um, this is the part that they're not going to tell you in the history books, but there's not really too much in there that's, 
you're not going to find in like a movie like Full Metal Jacket or something. And then like the other fucking third of it is dumb shit that happened on fucking Liberty. And uh, they got this one where they were, uh, I think they were staff NCOs at the time, and they were up at 8th and I for whatever reason. And it was uh, it was around November, so they are getting ready to go to the ball. And uh, one of them has to go like get the cake for the fucking party. And he goes to the fucking bakery or whatever, and he decides that while the cake's getting ready, because it's not done yet, because of course it's not, and he's already in his dress blues, he might as well pregame for the ball. So this staff sergeant just gets fucking blitzed. Fuck and he's, yeah. sit, he's sitting in this fucking chair um, at this bar that normally, um, I think it was, like, the senator from, like, Iowa or some shit. It's, like, his, like, normal spot. So this guy comes and goes, who the fuck are you? Get out of my chair. And then instead of fucking arguing with the guy, the staff sergeant pulls his fucking NCO sword off and says, I'll cut your fucking head off. Get the fuck out of this goddamn bar. And then, like, dude rants off. And then, like, everyone else is like, yeah, man, fuck that guy. That guy's an asshole. And the bartender's like, hey, man, I appreciate that. But, like, you got to get out of here before the cops show up. <laughs> <laughs> and then they went to Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, those are the type of shenanigans that there should be more of in the world, I believe. Yeah, and, and that's that's something that I'm kind of excited about for where we are in time right now because – uh, specifically for like the Iraq and Afghanistan fucking stories like that, um, they're starting to come out now in like book form where you can go read them. As to where you know beforehand, you're only going to write a book if you're a fucking Delta Ranger sniper seal, right? And you get a book deal and a movie out of it. But now ones are starting to trickle out where it's like, yeah, dude, uh, I was a shitbag lance corporal. This the dumb shit I did. Have fun reading yep. this, and it's like that's that's what I want. I don't want some ghost written fucking bullshit about. God, I don't know, insert Navy SEAL X. You know what I mean? I, I want fucking Lance Corporal Schmeckatelli fucking figuring what pegging is the hard way in fucking Oceanside. I want the ones where Lance Corporal is come up to you by an NCO or a staff NCO and they're like, listen, I don't care how you make this fucking happen. I don't want to know anything. But these things we randomly need. Okay. Okay, and, what do you need? I need a floating tubes, a donkey dick, and a UTI. Staff Sergeant, what are you asking me to get? Just go to supply and fucking hook or crook it. Okay, um, you show up at supply. Hey, um, I think I'm getting uh, fucked with right now, but my staff sergeant sent me over here to get fallopian tubes. Oh, yeah, here you go, bro. Huh. Huh. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, but shit like that, like, I got asked all the time to, like, go break into the, uh, the base hazmat and go steal fucking, like, engine oil and, like, shit that we needed to do our jobs, where it's just like, okay, how come they won't give this to us? All right, so, uh, hold on, let me, let me do this right. It was the distant future of 2007. I was on a special Black Ops mission to get Windex from Battalion Supply because they wouldn't issue it to us. <laughs> they picked me for the mission. They pulled me out of retirement. And by re- out of retirement, I mean, it was it, it was it was Monday formation. I, I'd spent my time uh, drinking too much and watching NASCAR. So there I was. 1900 on a Sunday night, because that's when night shift, night, night shift crews start. Wasn't a fucking nitro glove in the fucking squadron building or anywhere. So I had to go break into a few places to find some. 
Oh, the other fun one. So there I was, removing screws from a panel. One of them stripped out. So I had to get my secret valve grinding compound out from my, uh, everyone took their patch, cut a slit in it, then you can hide things in your patch that you couldn't bring out on the flight line because you bring things out on the flight line, it's like, hey, that can come out and get sucked into the aircraft engine. Well, the aircraft engine is 20 feet in the air, so I highly fucking doubt it. That's where the intake is on this one. Different story. So pull the valve grinding compound, working on some shit, because you shove valve grinding compound into a strip screw, and you can shove the bit in, and then you can, you know, makes up the void space, and you can get, you can get the things out. Basically, that's the short story of how you remove strip screws on an aircraft. So, you know, got one of those, and then in the darkness of night, put my valve grinding compound back in my secret pouch, and I went back to my business after I got the floorboard out, or whatever the fuck I was doing. Yeah, that's basically the shenanigans of everyday Marines in the air wing. Picture it. It's the distant future of 2009. We're out on Libo, Oceanside, <laughs> California. It's me and my trusty corpsman. His name is Doc. We're down at the Peerview Pub, and uh, we find these girls. Well, he finds a girl, and uh, her friend, um, well... They also called her a girl. I wasn't sure she wasn't a porpoise, but, you know, I'm not one to ask questions. I'm not a taxonomicist. Anyway, Doc starts chatting up little Blondie. The beach whale comes in for the cock block, and then I am an expert wingman, because you never leave your wingman. You can call me Iceman. Anyway, I come into wingman. I start chatting up the fucking beluga. One thing leads to another. I'm in the back of Doc's Mustang, fucking this chick in the ass. We're going at it. I can smell everything. She's so big that, like, we can't fit in the back of a 1972 Mustang. I know what you're thinking. A Mustang back seats are not that big. They were in 1972. They were meant for a family of 10. So we're back there. We're going at it. And then, in my drunken stupor, before I pull out, because I, I, I've got a little bit of the whiskey dick, like enough to get harp, not enough to come, I, I just piss in her ass. And then she looks back at me and says, wow. That's a lot of cum. I'm like, wow, you're a fucking idiot. All right, let's go get another beer. So we get out of the fucking car. We walk back up to the peer review pub. She finds her friend and says, hey, Samantha or Jessica, whatever the fucking name is. And they fuck off. And then I look at Doc and go, hey, mission accomplished. And Doc says, yeah, she was a really nice girl. I wish I got her number. And I'm like, oh, no, I did all that for fucking nothing. Yeah, dude, you're way better at this than I. What fine. Well, it's my job. <laughs> uh, but the best I got along those lines is doesn't involve a girl. It involves... Uh, so I was fucking this dude in the ass. And being the asshole I was, I did not give him the courtesy of giving him a reach around. It's nowhere near that good. So there I was. It's 2000, probably 7. 2007. There was a hurricane coming to North Carolina. The storm surge was pushing all the jellyfish up onto the beach. Me and my best friend decided we were going to go to the beach. There we were at the beach, all alone. Nobody wanted to be there because it was raining and shitty. Beach covered in jellyfish. So he takes a stick, he shoves it on a jellyfish, and he flings it at me, hitting me in the leg. So I go, all right, fine, game on. So here we are with sticks and jellyfish flinging them at each other. Next thing you know, we're like, all right, well, we're kind of bored now. Um, and our legs are covered in jellyfish stingers. I guess we have to pee on each other. Yeah. So speaking of fucking uh, making stupid voices, uh, I was talking with one of my buddies uh, um, about you the other day. Well, maybe a couple of weeks back um, uh, about the audiobook stuff because you provide 
Wait. some of the voices for the audiobook, and I was telling my buddy Chuck, who um, plays Doc, um, I was like, yeah, um, th- this dude that does these voices, I, I kind of got a love-hate relationship with him, because on one hand, it's like, hey, th- this character he's playing, it, the character says five words, and he sends me a fucking, like, five-minute-long audio file. And at first, I'm kind of like, dude, just say the fucking lines and get on with it. But the dumb shit he says on the in-between is fucking gold. And, like, he's 90% of my fucking blooper reel. Like, I cannot tell this guy to shut up because I want fucking more of it. <laughs> like, look at that fucking laughing asshole you were playing. This, this is already out. Go check my YouTube people at home if you want to know what this is about. Um, the book's called Smoke It Fairy Tales. There's a YouTube audiobook for it. But he's like, he's like, all right, so uh, I'm I'm playing this Latvian guy, Latvian. I am playing. I am playing Latvian guy. Would you like a beer? <laughs> Give him the fucking beer. Oh, he drinks the beer. It's fucking delicious. Would you like another beer? <laughs> I'll randomly start singing the lines too. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, people are at home with it. Yeah, Latvia, uh, Anyway, people at home, if you want to check that out, fucking on the chapter season, most of his shit goes into the fucking blooper reels because it's fucking. <laughs> I, I, uh, I have to be stop because it's fun. There's going to be some classic ones then on on this next book, book three. It's it's yeah. fucking. You gave me three different voices. I'm like, oh, and I have so much fun. Yeah, fucking, yeah. And, and that's been fun, too, because, like, you get all kinds of different ships from every kind of people. Because, like, I tell everybody the same thing. Hey, give me this shit, file it like this, say this, you know? And nobody sends it the fucking same. Like, I get some people that send me an individual file for, like, every fucking line they speak, and it's like, thanks, I appreciate that. Awesome. Some people are just, here's the lines, whatever. And then, like, a quarter of the people fucking... Uh, at least give me, you know, something for the fucking blooper reel. But I got one today because I'm still collecting the shit for the third book. Um, and it's uh, for the character Penelope, which is played by a British comedian named Diane Spencer, who's hilarious. You should all go check out her shit. It's all on YouTube. It's great. But um, fucking and the script, like, you know, all right, here, here's here's like a sex scene. There's like 10 words. So she like does it once. She's like, mm, I don't know about that. I'm going to do that again. Does it again? Mm, I don't know about that. Let me do that a little bit raunchier. Just like leans the fuck into it, and then it's like fifteen seconds of her laughing, and then like she abruptly shuts up and says, "Trip, I don't know how I'm going to explain this to my neighbors, but I hope you like it." <laughs> also, for context, like when her normal speaking voice is like frail English woman, so it's like Trip. It's like why is Mary Poppins doing this sex scene? That's fucking awesome. No, I, when I last re- recorded the ones for book three, I was doing it. I was at my mom's house. I was recording it. And uh, I come downstairs and like, like, hey, mom, like give her like my normal, like, what's up stuff. And she's like, what were you doing up there? I'm like, oh, I was recording these uh, book things for an audiobook for like this thing. And like I told her all about it. And she's like, that sounds awesome. I'm like, it was. Yeah. Well, the other thing, though, too, is, like, <clears throat> um, I tried listening to audiobooks, so, because I figured, hey, listen, I like reading, I want the fucking information, I want the fucking story, and if I'm listening to an audiobook, I can listen to the audiobook and do something else at the same time, 
And every fucking audiobook I listened to was fucking horse shit. Because they'd be like, Hello, welcome to reading The Blue Corvettes, read by Bob Dicklick. Bob Dicklick got in the blue Corvette, and the Corvette drove. And this is how he narrates the entire fucking thing. Also, Bob said this to Cindy, and Cindy said yes, and Bob said that's cool. And it's like, dude, no, I'm gonna cut all that shit out, man. Fucking, if I got different voice actors doing different shit, I don't, I can cut out all the fucking he said, she said shit. Right. And then I think I'm pretty decent at cutting it together to where it sounds like an actual fucking conversation instead of, you know. I would agree to that. Also, because you're throwing it up on YouTube, you got all those photos, like the short stills that go along with the scenes of it, too. So it's like, fuck, this is awesome. So you get like some sort of like visual stimulus along with like hearing different actors doing the thing and like all that shit. So you're like, God, this is badass. Yeah, and then you like, know, I just get sucked in watching a chapter. Yeah. So you know, hopefully that'll blow up at some point. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, I think I think it will. Not, I think it will. I really want it fucking to. Uh, yeah, and, I know, want it to more, too. I don't think it is, but you know, I want it to. Uh, yeah. The other infuriating thing with um, whatever the fuck those are called, people reading books on Audible and like dumb shit like that is like they will just fuck up the most random word that's like that's not how you say it yeah it's like the one of them like let's take your screen name right there the prince of military science fiction trip ainsworth be like the prince of military science fiction like what the fuck did you just say dude dude on this end there's some bad shit that fucking goes through like um again my, my, my buddy chuck fucking he had a line where you know he's talking about calling it a fucking casvac and he kept pronouncing it casevac and I was like, hey, man, why are you pronouncing this case back? He's like, what is it? Oh, that's supposed to be Casifac. I'm like, you were in recon, weren't you? And he's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you shut up? Why don't you read the line right? You know what that fucking word is? You didn't do your fucking MCI for spelling and reading writing for Marines, motherfucker. Haven't you called these in in real life? That's different. That's different. That's different. All right. Yeah. No, I tried to fucking send it for you because I wanted to be entertaining. And you're like, this guy is one of these. This guy is this. It's like, all right, I'm gonna fucking try at least. Well, I, I've also found that it it comes out. It's it's a little more frustrating at, at first, but once you kind of get into a groove with people, it's easier to just say like minimal fucking direction. Just like, hey, here's the lines. He's mad. He's happy. He's sad. He's from this place. Go, and then it it tends to come out more natural from fucking whoever instead of like I say, hey, this line. Be happy. This sign. Fucking be accusing him of this. Just like no, no. Just go with it. Do what you would do if this is the shit you had to say. And people give me shit that's more natural or you know at least fucking humorous than if I were to nitpick. Yeah. So, if we are going to go into spoilers, I think I'm ready, especially okay. for, uh, with book five. I just want to go right into the spicy one. Uh, All right. There's an interesting scene where uh, after the main character 
of book five, who is not the main character of books one, two, and three, but his son living on Mars and his surrogate mother is the best <laughs> friend of the Marine and also the Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps. And he just happens to be uh, washing some blood off of himself in the shower and looks out at his, let's call her stepmother, in a <laughs> sexy negligee and starts getting a little bit of a, how should we call it? He gets the chub. Wood. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, he's he's about to write fucking Martian science fiction milf porn up in here. I was like, I was getting ready for it. I'm like, ah, damn it. <laughs> Succeeded well, where my father failed. Well, one one of the things I thought was funny about that scene, though, too, is you know that character's been around since the first book, um, Glade Mine, yeah. and I intentionally did not sexualize that character at the fuck all until that scene. For that, not not so much for the the shower scene, but the part where she's reading the romance novel, and then she's yes. like, "Why are women depicted like this?" And then I depict her like that, and that's the first and only time I do that to the character for fucking point. Who is also, by the way, the Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps. And the entire first book is just Hank, like, after he comes back from the war, it's just like, I got this hot alien girlfriend and I'm lusting after my co-worker. Yeah. It's like, my God, that's a good problem to have. Well, I mean, hey, dude, Sergeant Majors come from somewhere. Like, they don't just sprout out, yeah. out of the fucking ground. They, they were fucking dumbass retards like us at one point, too. They just got to pretend like they're not when they're at work. So there was a female Sergeant Major at one of the VMMs. So when they split off of my unit and they went back to, like, being a deployable unit. Oh, fuck. Which one was it? So there was a female Sergeant Major there. You know, obviously older. She looks like an old school fucking Marine. And one of my buddies, Johnny Euro, was at that unit. And this is what happened to Johnny Euro when they went on port call with that Sergeant Major is she got blackout drunk and started hitting on him. He's like, I was definitely thinking about it. Nice. I'm like, I'm like, Euro, you would have went down in history and you could also went down on the Sergeant Major. <laughs> Dude, I was I was at this house party like right before I got out of the fucking Marines, and uh, I don't know why who all was there. Like, it it wasn't like an officer party, and it wasn't like a staff NCO party, and it wasn't like a NCO party, and it wasn't like a junior Marine party. But like, the, the ranks were diversified and represented, as one might say. But yeah. uh, fucking uh, at the time, I'm the platoon sergeant. I'm about to fucking get out. And uh, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in the hot tub with our battalion fucking adjutant, who's a fucking, you know, female, right? And we, we get talking about something. We're all shooting the banner or something. And, yeah, fucking, for one reason or another, she decides to fucking look over at me and go, yeah, okay, Pogue. <laughs> a, a female battalion adjutant <laughs> called me this, right? Um, so, like, I stopped the fucking conversation, and I'm like, Ma'am, if you don't mind me, don't call me ma'am. I'm not in uniform. Okay, fucking Samantha. Her name's not Samantha, but I'm calling her Samantha. So, yeah. Anyway, like, okay, Samantha. Hey, when did you when did you graduate? When, when did when did you uh, when did you go to fucking OCS? She's like, oh yeah, this year. So I'm like, all right. So this year, and then if you were in OCS for this long, you were in college for that. So you, uh, I haven't killed anybody since you were in eighth grade, and she didn't talk to me 
the, the rest of the time I was in the Marine Corps. It was, it was kind of fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, that would do it. <laughs> I think I would have just looked at you and be like, oh, I'm sorry, what's your MOS number? <laughs> Calling me a poke, how dare you? I'm a dirty well, air winger. Well, I mean, she wasn't wrong. Like, I was a combat camera guy, but still, like, you don't do that. <laughs> That's not polite. That's for sharing a hot tub. Yeah. Who says that yeah, to yeah. a man in a hot tub? Yeah, shit. Fucking, I'm about to take off my fucking shirt. Yeah, I'm wearing a shirt in a hot tub, but like it's 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 it, I'll go put another shirt on to take it off for, you know, the drama to to visualize my actions. Somebody give me a shirt. <laughs> yeah, you got to take off your moto shirt and you got to leave him like I've had enough of this shit, you fucking young ass pogue. And go put on a fucking non-moto shirt. Dude, I used to wear moto shirts all the time, dude. Fucking um A, they were cheap. B, if you walked in the Oceanside in jeans, combat boots, and a moto shirt, and you didn't get laid, something was wrong with you. Like, fucking, that, for, I don't know why, but that fucking worked. Um, if anyone is still in the Marine Corps stationed in Camp Pendleton, please try this for me to let me know if it still works, and then get back to us. But I walk out this my fucking banners with a fucking, like, bright red 1775 shirt, and then, like, it'd take me two hours to get laid. Like, and I've never. This is for science. We need to know. Anywhere else. Yeah. I've never been that consistent anywhere the fuck else. Like, and I wasn't even that much of a Superman whore, except for, like, you know, at that time. It's like, I'm 22. I just got back from Afghanistan. I'm going right back. This works. That sounds like fucking heaven. What I want is for someone to use that shirt. And then I also need for science someone to uh, go to Leatherneck for Life and get the. Uh, the yellow shirt that Gunny Highway wore in. Um, that's that? not fair. That's not fair. That one's not fair because then you're doing the Clint Eastwood, and like that—that's different. There's there's a di- there's a difference between like being stupid boot and like I'm trying to look like Clint Eastwood because if you're trying to look like Clint Eastwood, of course that's going to work. Okay, but how many eighteen to twenty-two year old females in Oceanside, California? have seen that movie or would get the reference, they would just see the yellow Marine Corps shirt, the little running bulldog on it, all cute. The exact same amount that know how to walk from their house to Camp Horno. See, that's a number that's unquantifiable to me because it's an unknown. I don't know the distance between houses and Camp Hornell. The ones that are familiar with your barracks number. How about that? Got it. <laughs> like, oh, hey, this place. What do you mean, oh, hey, this place? Uh, I did DoorDash here for a while. Okay, Samantha. I don't actually know any DoorDash. Uh, my best friend's wife is named Samantha. <laughs> well, sorry for dragging her name through the mud, but, you know, it's got to be somebody. Well, she also lives nowhere near... Well, she she didn't live anywhere near. Now she lives in Wilmington, North Carolina. So it's like an hour away, but she still avoids Jacksonville like the plague. As one should. No blame her. New beer. Cheers, buddy. Mastrovia. Das Vidania. Adios. I don't. I don't 
know that much Russian. I know like maybe four, five words. Like, let's see, Aslovia, Privyat, Vasvodanya, Suka, Dirty Capitalist Pig. Yeah. That, that sounds Russian, right? I know. Nyet, which is no. Um, oh, Nyet and Da. There, there are six. Yeah. Nestorovia and Dasvidanya. So I know like three. I might think of another one in like 20 minutes after we end this. I'll be like, oh, fuck, there's oh, another bitch. one. I knew that. I knew that. Why didn't you know that? We knew this. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. Sex scenes. Book five. Fucking glorious. Book four is fucking amazing for just the amount of death that's in like the last, I don't know, third quarter even. Yeah. It's somewhere between the last third and the last quarter when they're fucking on this Russian ship and the Russians are developing a bioweapon and the bioweapon takes over and they have to fight the fucking bioweapons and the Russians at the same time. It's fucking brutal. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, fucking, um, I, I was a little upset, like, a few years later when I, like, played, uh, The Last of Us. I was like, hey, they stole my zombie mechanic. Hey, I stole their zombie mechanic. <laughs> I mean, because it was, it was pretty much like the mushroom zombie fucking things, because the zombies, we, we did it a little bit different, because, like, in mine, um, since it was, you know, developed as a bioweapon fucking, you know, if you lost part of your body, you know, it came back as mushroom immediately, so at the end, they're just, like, super fucking light. Which is how they defeat them. They're just like, hey, just just push them in the corner and set them on fire. That should that, that'll work, right? Yeah. Yeah. The entire thing was just like, holy fuck. Also, I have like the super active, like ADHD crazy mind. So I'm like, it's like fucking nightmare fuel of like if somebody can see inside my mind while I'm reading this of like the darkness of the ship, these fucking crazy mushroom zombies like fucking coming at you and you kill them, they fucking multiply into smaller ones. And like the screeching and the fucking horror of them like overtaking and like just being unstoppable until they figure out fucking how to kill and burn them. Yeah, and one of the things it's what like, I was amazing writing that too that I wanted to tackle is like in every fucking zombie fucking thing ever like the military and the cops all get killed first unless it's the walking dead in which case one cop doesn't fucking die and the rest of it's just like a bunch of scared kids running around trying to kill zombies and it's like hey wh what if this you know was I don't know uh, tackled by professionals yeah they're not professionals this sucks fuck um, well they know how to use their guns at least yeah they know how to use their guns. They're proficient in tactics, which don't really help you with uh, the undead. But, no. you know, you're going to do better with tactics training and uh, headshots than you are without. Yeah. I mean, and they didn't know what was going on either. They just knew they were getting a thing. And then they, like, yeah. wrap it in a trash bag because their actual fucking shit was either broke or lost because, like, what, fucking, like, 5% of them actually made it to the space station. The rest of them were just out trying to make a fucking landing or even after they made the fucking landing, uh, they're in the fucking, uh, port. I don't, I don't know what you call it a space station, but like effectively the fucking Harbor. And it takes them like six hours to get out of the fucking Harbor into the main ring. Yeah. Harbor. Oh, fuck. What landing bay? Landing bay. But I mean, it's oh, big no. enough to like plant battleships in. Port Bay. No fucking. 
That's a good question. What are the uh, semantics of what the fuck that thing is called? I, I am completely confident that I figured that out when I wrote that book and then have just forgotten. Um, I also haven't read that book in five or six years. So I, I'm excited for a couple of months from now when I start on the audiobook for that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, so that one's going to be fucking cool. Yeah. But especially though, the like, audiobook I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but I already like, asked very non politely if I can be a specific person in there. Yeah. And, and you know, we'll, we'll wrap around to this because this does tie into that. Um, and also, again, if you haven't read these books, you don't want spoilers. Fucking here's your warning. Um, but and like, also, uh, fuck you, read faster. Yeah. Come on. God damn it. Anyway, uh, was the, the fourth book is like what, maybe a third fucking zombies, and then the first. I guess two thirds of it is a mix between space Singapore and don't bang barracks. Rats. Life. Yeah. Yeah. So it ties but into that. Just don't bang barracks rats as a male. There's also a female doc who picks up barracks rats constantly too, in the form of men and women. Yeah. Although she, she's a little, uh, there, there is a, a good, uh, I'm going to use the word juxtaposition because I think it sounds right. I'm not sure. Um, I, I use a thesaurus in a dictionary a lot when I write because it's like uh, they do dumb thing. Uh, I don't like. Well, I don't like dumb thing. They made an uninformed decision. Boom! That sounds better. Sweet, great. There, there's a lot of editing in these fuckers. They sound good once they're done, though. Um, but um, um, Thatch, you know the the dude. Uh, he gets wrapped up in barracks rats, and he's a fucking dumbass about it. And uh, gets his heart broken, all that. And then Stockton gets wrapped up in barracks rats and isn't a dumbass about it and catches exactly zero feels. Yeah, and at the beginning of the book, she's like, yeah, yeah, they threw a going away party for me and his dumbass was trying to stand by me and I was just like, get away from me. <laughs> yeah. Trying to be all sad, trying to get stationed here too. It was just like, all right. Be like that. No, but anyway. She's a firecracker. Not- Oh, dude, yeah, no, I loved her. She's Stockton's mm, definitely in my top five favorite characters that I've written. Um, and granted, I might have a little more bias on this just because, like, I think I wrote the sixth book and, like, or finished writing that in 2018 and then have written the other six since 2020. So the last half of the series is a lot more in my head than the first half. So like there's other characters Makes sense, yeah. that I'm like, oh no, like like my favorite character for anybody that's read all these uh to write was a character named uh, Margaret Vickers. And she has a minor role in the fourth book. She's technically in the fifth, but I don't think she has any lines. She's just kind of there. Um and then in the sixth book, she gets a little more screen time is the right word, I guess. And then yeah. uh yeah, and then she uh, eventually grows to pretty much being like an Eclair level character, where it's like, oh, you're the you're the third guy, but you know, starts off small and you know builds up there, which was completely fucking unintentional because when I was writing, say, the fourth book, um, it was like, all right, so I need this platoon. I'm just gonna take uh, an alpha roster and write a bunch of names down. Um, I don't want to have this completely filled with Jones and Smiths, so let's throw a lighthouse in there. That's a cool name. Uh, the Vickers machine gun's cool. Let's throw that in there. And then 
uh, Vickers lived through the fourth book. I was like, all right, might as well throw you in the fifth one. Oh, look, you lived through that one, too. Oh, look, you lived through that one, too. Fuck, I have to actually have to do something with you now. Shit. <laughs> no, that's one way of doing it. Yeah. No, but... um, great way to get promoted. Yeah, right? <laughs> Off virtue of not deaf. Um, but, yeah, no, um... After they get that, like, bioweapon, the fucking, was it, the Commandant of the Marine Corps fucking gets a hold of it and, like, kills everyone in the presidential line of secession above him. So he, like, de facto promotes himself to president dictator. And then, like, the, the old president's going around, like, house to house, street to street, like, wake up, can you hear me? Nope. Wake up, can you hear me? Nope. Wake up, can you hear me? Jesus Christ, what's that? Hey, buddy, what's up? <laughs> Yeah, scared the shit out of people. Other people are like, you're not real. And then he's like, you're the first person that saw me and isn't scared. He's like, I thought I was having flashbacks of that fucking Russian ship I was on. No, I'm the president. Jesus Christ. Avenge me. What? Me? Avenge you? Yes, avenge me. I gotta go now. Peace. Uh, all right. Yeah, that sounds like some weird, crazy dream. Who moved my fucking rosary? Oh, God damn it. Yeah, no, that I was like, holy fuck, this is awesome. I want to play this character. That's all I thought while I was reading. I'm like, I want to play this guy. Like, I gotta have fun with it. I'm gonna bring the fucking drama. Fuck yeah. Yeah, no, that was good. Yeah, no, I'm super excited for like, because I'm through the fifth. Pretty sure I can crush the fucking sixth one that I've stupidly left at my mom's house. Oh, no. Um, because I bought five and six at the same time. I'm like, I'm not going to finish this in, in one week. Finish it in a day. Because I Well, to be fair, the fifth pages. one's also the shortest one. Oh, okay. Well, the sixth doesn't look much bigger. I'm like, ah, I don't need it. Now I'm like, you know, sitting around here going, fuck, what am I going to read on my flight back? God damn it. I'm just going to play Angry Birds. Do people still play Angry Birds? Probably. I've seen it in the app stores still. Maybe as soon as like three years ago. I don't remember the last time I looked. Yeah. You know, when I get bored and I do actually play a game, it's called uh, Boom Dots. And basically, it's just like this dot that goes back and forth, and you like you fucking shoot it up at like the right time, and you have to like hit something. And every like ten rounds that you like achieve, like it'll change like the shape. So eventually it'll like become like a duck and like a bullet and other things like that. I'm like, that's pretty fun. So I have a story tie into this, right? So I, I recently found that there was like a shitty version of Command and Conquer, like in the fucking yes. game store. And I've been playing that because I don't know, it's neat. But there was like a 15 year period where I swore off Command and Conquer, right? Like, so I grew up playing this game. I fucking loved like Red Alert 2, I think was like the big one. And then I got really big into fucking generals, like to the point to where, like, you know, I'm a fucking Lance Corporal in the barracks. And what I would do is on the weekends, I'd drive off base to the fucking Del Taco, get like a box of fucking burritos and some beer, drive home or back to the barracks, eat burritos, drink beer, play Command and Conquer wake up, go to PT on fucking Monday. Like, that was, like, my fucking life for a bit. But I was talking to this chick, right? And uh, or it, it, it never never go anywhere. It never went anywhere. But, like, it was at the point in the relationship where I was like, hey, you know, maybe we'll send nudes, see where that goes, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And I had this fucking dream that I was making out with her on the couch. 
and I went to pull her pants off and she did the mm, no, no thing. And my immediate response was, I have to build more tanks. <laughs> so I deleted that fucking game and swore it off. <laughs> Not where I expected it to go and went for the pants tug and she said, no, I'm like, thought you were gonna say something about a dick hat being there and like you know nope nope i have to build more more tanks yeah i gotta build more tanks (laughs) so that reminds me of something else um have you seen the story recently of how ukraine ukrainians used two bradleys to take out a russian t90 yeah did you see the interview two days afterwards yeah like the the guy's just like, oh yeah, I remembered where to shoot it from the game War Thunder. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, that was the weak spot in the War Thunder, so that's where I that's where I aimed the chain gun, and that's it. Just fucking, um, yeah, yeah, and, and everyone's like, oh these these fucking play these goddamn kids playing their video games. That's never gonna apply in real life, and it's like that's Vidalia Suga. Look, they fucking blew a turret straight off and fucking killed everyone because they knew where the ammo was fucking stored. Yeah, that's that's oh fucking metal as shit. Yeah, I saw that, and first I was just like, oh. I didn't know Bradley two Bradleys could take out a T90. That's pretty fucking awesome. And then I was just like, then two days later, they, you know, show that video, and I'm like, oh. Well, the thing to remember about Russian versus uh, American slash Western, but like really just American fucking technology is the reason that I don't say the reason that, but it is the reason that, but there's a huge fucking difference in quality between like American and fucking like, you know, Eastern Bloc fucking shit. And the reason that that kind of came together was like, we were already building better shit, but like in the seventies and eighties, they were saying, Hey, look, we're building level nine stuff. You only have level three stuff. And then we're like, all right, well, if you have level nine stuff, we're going to build level 20 shit so we can kill it. And then it turned out the Russians were only making level two shit and just lying about it. So when it comes head to head, it's like level two versus fucking level 20. They're like, why is this so more? Because you told us you had level nine shit, man. Did you? We, we, We didn't build shit to kill the stuff you had. We built shit to kill the stuff you said you had. Um, maybe you shouldn't have said you had what you had and you might not be getting your ass stomped so bad. Like, I mean, nothing was going to stop you putting an entire fucking tank battalion on a bridge at the same time. Like, that's just fucking retardation. But, um, besides that, like, don't cry wolf, bitch. Well, that and, uh, their entire, whatever the fuck you call that, like upper echelon officer corps, just like robbing the fucking military blind so that they can line their pockets and like logistically they're just like fucked. They're like, you know, can't get gas on their tanks. Like the initial invasion into Ukraine, they like made it 50 miles and then they ran out of gas and the guys are just like, all right, well, I guess I'll just walk back to Russia now. Yeah. And it kind of puts things in perspective because if you look at like American officers, it's like, what's, what's our biggest problem in the officer corps? They keep fucking the Lance corporals. It's like, yeah, that sucks. But that's the biggest problem we have. Well, I mean, there's a little bit of nepotism, but yeah, for for the most part, it's it's you know fucking their lance corporals. That's the biggest problem we have. They really enjoy being brown nosed and always told they're right too. Yeah, but like, dude, if that's the biggest problem we got, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of a 
good place to be. I mean, in all fairness, I mean, the E8s and E9s are doing that too, some of the E7s. Yeah, well, and, and all the E6s and 5s and 4s and, well, you know. Everyone's fucking the Lance Corporals. Yeah. What? But that makes sense, though, because, like, think about it. Like, your average Marine is a fucking 19-year-old fucking Lance Corporal, right? Who's also in the best shape of their life, i.e. also the hottest their fucking potential to be is. So it's like, boom, that. And the other thing, though, I, I fucking, like, love this, like, when you take it out of context. Or, like, when you read it in military context versus backing up and looking at it, like, the way it is. Where it's like, all female Marines are sluts and male Marines will fuck anything, right? It's just, like, you know, stereotype, right? But if you think about it, it's like, okay, so uh, this person's still a teenager. So re- regardless of sex, they're going to be fucking everything anyway. Also, they're out of the house for the first time, and they don't have mommy and daddy watching them, and it's not too hard to get shit past the fucking uh, officer of the day. So, uh, n- no shit? I'm not, I'm not sure what you fucking expected to happen. So, here's the thing. It's just like, okay, so they're college-age people who yeah. are in insanely good shape with a paycheck. What do people do in college? Well, they, they drink and fuck. Well, what do you expect these people to do that have a paycheck that are in really good shape? They drink and fuck. Uh, be hot, pay for drinks, and then fuck. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Why are all these teenagers having sex? Ah! What's going on? This isn't in the Bible. They shouldn't be doing that. I'm from the Midwest. That just means you're freaky when you're nobody's looking. Look, look, fucking, I, I fucking hate that argument, too. Like, yeah, sure, I get the whole Bible Belt thing, but, like, look, Jesus does not look any kinder on you fucking, or using a fucking corn ear as a dildo than he does for fucking your cousin. Uh. Yeah, so... I don't know, you just like glitched out for a second after you said cornier and fucking your cousin, so I was waiting for a second, like, what happened? Oh, yeah, no, you froze for a second, too, and I was like, oh, wait, it wasn't that bad, was it? <laughs> no, 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 it was fucking glitch out, too, I was just like, oh, shit. So I'll hear it in fucking afterwards, because, like, your side records one way, and my yeah. records another to the fucking server, so it'll come out clear later. They're, we'll just both be staring like idiots, like, what the fuck, for half a second? Well, I mean, that, that was the end of the joke, too. All right, good. Well, in that case, I heard the fucking joke, and I'm sitting here in Alabama going, man, these people fuck each other. Like, me and my coworker have had so many fucking jokes this week. So I'm working on a chemical facility, like cleaning out their old fire, or not old fire trucks, cleaning out their fire trucks, because uh, the old foam is toxic that they use. And, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing here. and. Uh, like around Christmas, New Year's, like the people that were writing my permits, because large companies, you have to have a fucking permit to wipe your ass. So like to do work is fucking hilariously fun. And, you know, they're like, all right, well, we're not going to be here this week. These We've been writing your permits for the last three weeks, and uh, we're just going to send somebody from Boilers over. And it's lower Alabama, so it was pronounced Bolas. We're going to send somebody from Bolas over there, and we're like, Ballers? What? 
like it took us a good five minutes to figure out what the fuck they were saying and we're just like um are we dumb for not knowing what they said or or are they fucking dumb for talking like that like what is going on here and we're just like i don't know and then this morning like we stopped at like this one random gas station to pick up waters so my buddy goes in grabs the waters and he comes out and he just goes yeah yeah they i don't know man like it's everyone around here they all talk like that i couldn't understand anyone and he's from tampa and he's like there's there's some interesting you know accents down that way but i can't under, understand this this deep south southern i'm like i can kind of but you know lived in north carolina for a while and he's just like saying something saying something else i'm like like do you think they make fun of us for enunciating the way we make fun of them for just like rolling words together he's just like they can't i don't think they can even fucking say the way things the way we do i'm just like yeah i think you're right man i uh saw this fucking thing i thought it was funny and then i was like pissed off that i didn't think about doing it like when i was in uh japan and korea and that shit but um it was these guys and they were talking about how like they're in some fucking other fucking foreign country that they're, they're fucking stationed at they go out in town and then uh they're in a shop or something and they talk to like one of the locals and then the locals do the thing where they look at each other and speak to each other in japanese or korean or some shit so they figured out that if if they stop talking like, you know, they're from fucking goddamn fucking New York and just, you know, did the fucking this thing the whole time, fucking the goddamn fucking, you know, fucking, you know, those those people over in Japan and China, they ain't got no fucking clue what you're talking about. And it was like, I, why didn't I think of that? That's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I mean, because you understood every word I said, but, you know, if you're not a native language speaker, native English speaker, you'd be like, Are y'all y'all Qaeda? Y'all Qaeda? Definitely. Meal Team 6? Of course. Hey! Language is a funny thing. It's a funny thing? Language? Oh, fuck yeah. Dialects, all that great shit. Yeah, because there's like, what, 40 different fucking dialects of fucking English and depending on where you're at on that fucking scale, like it's not even the same fucking language at the fuck all. So what was it that I heard recently? Australian is apparently just what drunk English people sound like. So like yeah. normal Australian when they're sober sound like drunk English people. Yeah. Cause when they got down there, they got so fucking drunk that that's and stayed that fucking drunk. That's what the vernacular fucking shifted to. Because they'd raise their kids yeah. never a sober day in their life. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess that's what that's supposed to talk about, yeah? Yeah, and then the other thing, too, that I've heard is that English in, like, the Deep South and, like, all that is more similar to, because, like, it didn't advance to, like, what English is currently in, like, London and England. It's more similar to what English was in, like, the 16 and 1700s than English in England is currently. Oh, dude, no, no, that's, that's that, yeah, that's a thing. And it's, it's kind of, I don't want to say easy to prove because, like, if you want to, like, prove that, you got to go, like, way into fucking etymology and shit. But, like, one oh, of the definitely. easy ways to observe it is if you read, you know, fucking, what, 16th century fucking literature. Like, if you go back and read uh, the, the Canterbury Tales by Geoffrey Chaucer, 
Um, if you're trying to read it, it makes no fucking sense. But if you say the words out loud, you, you, you just sound like you're from fucking Louisiana. Like, I mean, like, you know, hey, so they're going to get breakfast and they're going to eat eggs. A-G-G-E-S. What is A-G-G-E-S? Agus? Eggs? Eggs! Oh, they're eating eggs! All right! Yeah, I've never thought of fucking saying it out loud to fucking figure out what they're saying. Because I've always, like, cracked those open. I'm just like, I'd rather read Lord of the Rings right now. It makes more sense to me. Goodbye. Yeah, I've had, like, two or three out of these that fucking worked perfectly fine. And, like, the same number and handful that just didn't. I'm like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing different or wrong. One of them was flat out my girlfriend's Wi-Fi. Like I'm like okay, that one was easy to figure out. I'm just like okay, that was your Wi-Fi. Well, well, the bitch of it though too is like fucking um, you know, um, I'll, I'll be doing these um, fucking things. Goddamn. Okay, so like between the books releases for the audio books on YouTube, what I'm doing is giving myself a buffer month where I you know do fucking like uh you know just kind of bullshit talks like this with the people who did the voice acting on the previous book, right? Which, by the way, I got to talk to you about, I think, book two. We're doing that in March. So, heads up for that. Um, But when I was doing it, like, all the ones where it was, like, people that, like, it was like, all right, yeah, let's let's talk. You're here. Let's bullshit about it. I don't, I don't really care to talk to you, man, but you know, thanks, whatever. Um, those shows would go fucking great. And everybody I wanted to fucking talk to was plagued with fucking technological fucking glitches. Like fucking, I was talking to one person and then like, I wasn't there for fucking like half of the fucking thing. And like, um, it, it did the fucking like dual recording fucking shits. So like when I went back later, I could like edit it somewhat because she was just like, all right, well, he's not here right now. I guess this is a one person show. Hope you enjoy my face, bitch! And then, like, you know, she carried it. But other people, it's like, well, and I don't want to say that I didn't want to talk to the other people. Um, that's that's not that's that's not right. Um, it was more like I'm sure you've ran into this where you know how you're talking to somebody and you're trying to make content and like you keep talking and they do the yep, uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah, the whole fucking time and don't like contribute yes. to fucking conversation. Yeah, those people. Uh-huh. Which they're, they're they're good friends in like real life or like fucking you know we're internet buddies or something. They just suck in front of the fucking screen, which is like, bro, come on, man, help me out, say something funny, do the thing. Bring it in here, bring it in here. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I know you can do this. Let's, let me just put the ball up on the tee for you. All you got to do is hit it, and here it is. It's like, dude, you're a good voice and, actor. And come on, you use that good voice acting stuff right now. You're just not good at improv. Got it. Great. Awesome. Sick. Yo, your mother has a penis. Whoa, I didn't see that one coming. Oh, either did your dad, which is why he's got a patch. So, uh, <laughs> there's uh, there's this pirate, right? He's a boot-ass pirate. He's about to go on his first pirate fucking cruise, right? He's a little anxious, so he, so he goes to the pirate bar. And he sees this crusty old fuck, right? And this guy's got like a patch eye and a peg leg and a hook. <clears throat> and he comes, the boot pirate comes up to the old guy and he says, hey, excuse me, sir. The old pirate goes, yeah, what do you want? He's like, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what, what happened to your, what happened to your leg? And the old pirate goes, oh, yeah, yeah, we were fighting the Spanish. And, you know, uh, 
Counter came up, Cannonball came through, blew up the lug, and the ship's carpenter maybe this nice pick leg. Boot Pirate's like, oh, 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 cool. All right, neat. Um, What happened to your hand? And the old guy's like, well, uh, yeah, we were uh, fighting the English, and we uh, boarded their ships, and I was fighting two guys at the same time, and a third guy came up and lopped off my hand, and then a ship's carpenter made me this nice hook. Oh, all right, cool. What happened to your eye? And the old pirate kind of looks a little queasy, and he goes, oh, yeah, that um, seagull shat my eye. And the young pirate says, well, really? That doesn't seem like that would be that bad. And he's like, yeah, it was the day after I got my hook. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. As soon as you said evil shit in my eye, I'm like, I know where this one's going. Yes. Yeah. No, it's funny though, because like, you know, we tell fucking stupid jokes like that, but like if you go read back old shit, like nothing that we fucking talk about is fucking new. Like in the fucking slightest. Like, if you go back and read Shakespeare, um, Despite what your English teacher told you, um, it's all dick jokes. Like, fucking all of it. And the little bit that's not are tit jokes or shit jokes. Like, that's all that fucking Shakespeare is. I got this fucking book. Um, I don't remember where or when I got it, but it was originally published in, like, fucking 1870 or some shit. And it was this dude that um, went to Japan and was doing the anthropology fucking thing, where it's like, I'm going to go figure out all their stories and write them down and bring them back to a new audience. And there's this story in this fucking book that was originally published in the 18-fucking-70s, right? And it's the samurai. He's walking home from the battlefield, and he sees this little girl fucking crying on the side of the road. And he's like, hey, what's up, little girl? And then she's like, oh, I'm lost. I can't find my way home. And he's like, well, where do you live? And she's like, I live in Kyoto. And he's like, I'm going to Kyoto. You can travel with me. It'll be great. So he takes this little girl to Kyoto. I'm like halfway there. She's like, I'm hot. I'm going to take off my kimono. So she takes off her kimono and gives it to the samurai. And he walks her home and drops her off. Then he walks to his house. He goes to sleep. And he wakes up the next morning. He's like, oh, I still got this little girl's kimono. So he takes it back to the house and knocks on the door. And he's like, hey, Mr. fucking Tonashiba or whatever the fuck your name is. Last night. I was walking home. I found little Stacy, or I don't know. Stacy Kiko-san. And uh, she got hot and took off her kimono, and I'm just trying to return it. And then, you know, the dad says, oh, my God, Stacy Kino died one year ago today. And it's like, oh, huh. That story's that old. Neat. So... Around the time that, like, America started trying to, like, westernize Japan, and Japan was just like, I want to have nothing of this. So, basically, their version of, like, political cartoonists, but, like, are making, like, amazing Japanese, like, pictures like that, all en masse decided that they were going to have picture, depict pictures of Japanese people naked with mighty, mighty farts blowing the Americans like backwards, like or like white people, Westerners. Like, is that so the divine like, wind? What's that? Is that the divine wind? Yes, the divine <laughs> wind. Like they're taught like th this whole series I think is called that. Or like something along those lines. But like there's more than one of like these like 
you know, 17, 1800s, like Japanese, like style, like paintings and like stuff like that of like Japanese people farting fucking Americans off Japan or just farting them backwards. Like, cause they didn't want them there. Like you're ruining Japan. Like we, we like what we are. Yeah, and, and it's kind of a shame, too, because, like, Japan was, like, you know, Japan for, like, what, 500 fucking years of, hey, we figured out what we want Japan to be, and we're going to fucking do it, and it didn't stop until, like, America was like, hey, open those ports, bro. And this is after, you know, fucking them, like, being warriors for fucking 10,000 years before that, like, and then the Japanese were like, all right, well, we're going to stop being Japan and, I guess, start being America light. You know what America White likes doing? You know what America likes doing? And we should do? We should go to war with fucking everybody. That's a good idea. Is that a good idea? That's a great idea. I'm going to give you a promotion that's such a great idea. Huh. You know the Americans, like, have the sun? They have the sun? Yeah, man, they have the whole sun! I watched this fucking documentary, and it was, like, fucked up. Um, It was about fucking Hiroshima. Um, But... There was this one part that was like it gave me an idea for a fucking sci-fi novel. I haven't written it yet, and all I have is the fucking idea for it. But it was also like if you put it like in this person's shoes, it's fucking terrifying. Because it was this woman and she was in the Japanese army and she was like a fucking like radio operator, right? And she's in a bunker 200 fucking yards below ground, and then like this power just fucking goes out and there's an earthquake. She's like, Oh, there's an earthquake. Usually when there's an earthquake, power doesn't go out. All right, let me go climb this fucking ladder to... Holy fuck, the Americans figured out a a way to make a portal to hell. And then she had this nervous breakdown because the only thing she could fucking imagine was that the Americans figured out a way to open a portal to hell because that's the only way that fucking Hiroshima would look like Hiroshima does. Which, (laughs) yeah, that's fucking horrific. But on the other hand, it's like... I'm gonna write some. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make sure to take note of that because that 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 could be a fucking story. Uh, and then I thought the mental. Uh, and then I thought, oh, that's just gymnastics. Just. Well, I mean, because I mean, think about it. At the time, the most advanced thing you've seen in your fucking life is a radio from the fucking forties. What the fuck do you think? Bombing campaign and in something regards to that is just like, but you can see like small bomb here, small bomb here. And part of this building still standing, part of that building still standing. Like, you'd know like a bomb thing happened. Like you just walk up a flight or, you know, a ladder well, and you're just like, uh, there's nothing. Why is George Harrison here? Here comes the sun. Is that what that song was about? I don't fucking know. Neither do I. I don't listen to the Beatles. I don't either. Fucking, uh, the best thing that ever fucking happened to fucking society was... Uh, David I Chapman? I was going to say, um, I, 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 I'm blanking on the guy who wrote fucking Catcher in the Rye, but it was going to be a Catcher in the Rye joke. But yeah, yeah. J.D. Yeah. Salinger. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say him writing fucking Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, it's still one of my uh, favorite bad songs is uh, Mark David Chapman by Mindless Self-Indulgence. Yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, I listen to that song and I'm just like, yep. Fucking A. Yeah, where are we going with that? 
fucking goddamn John Lennon. Imagine there's no possessions. Imagine not going home and beating your wife, asshole. Fucking put that into perspective, you fucking dumb bitch. I fucking goddamn the moon is hollow and filled with fucking reptilians who are stealing your soul and reincarnating you to fucking feast off of. Dude, no, seriously, though, I fucking hate fucking John Lennon. Like, oh, hey, let's all be fucking communists with no possessions. And, well, you guys think that I'm going to drive around on my fucking Rolls Royce. What was the fucking stupid ass thing he came up with? Was like, we live in a sack now, and like, he named it some stupid fucking religion. I'm just like, how do people like this fucking idiot? How do they even like his music? My mom doesn't even like his music, and she's fucking lame. All right, so so, also fun at the same time. And and she was probably really fun in the '80s, which is why you're here, by the way. Um. Hey, by the way, my mom has also been to a Blue Oyster Cult show. Which is the band people should be I fucking love Blue Oyster Cult. But anyway, I want to go back to John Lennon for a minute, and then we can go into Blue Oyster Cult. I fucking love Blue Oyster Cult. But um, first off, I believe in God, right? Jesus Christ is okay. my savior. If I did, though, decide to become a militant atheist, I could prove to you that there's not a God. So Mark David Chapman comes up and puts fucking five or six rounds into John Lennon. Not one fucking bullet into Yoko Ono. If there was a Justin Loving God, she'd have fucking went to. Okay. What's your theory behind that? Why would uh, she go to when he was obviously the poser that J.D. Salinger was talking about in Catcher in the Rye? Uh, I will quote Yoko Ono herself. <laughs> the pain on your face when you said that. I will quote her myself. <laughs> I gotta listen to that for fucking, what, 40, 40 more years? We're, we're, we're at 40 more years of that bullshit now? Oh my god, dude, no. So, like, fucking, when I was in fucking college, after I got out of the fucking Marines, man, fucking... Like, painting... Um... So I took a bunch of these fucking art classes that are all ran by fucking liberals who fucking love Yoko Ono for some fucking reason. So for four fucking years, my major in fucking school was... Where the fuck was this school? Penn State. Oh. I'm seeing right. Did you get touched while you were there? I, I was older than half of my professors. Um, oh, okay. If if I were single when I went, I would have made sure that happened. By the football coach? That's the jokes we're making here. You know about that, right? Um, you know, we were Marines, and Marines are in the Department of the Navy, right? Yeah, the men's department. Hey, look, there ain't no chicks in the men's department. It's not gay if you're underway. Just because, just because I took off the uniform doesn't mean I unsnapped the boot bands. Well, so it's not gay if you say Slayer halfway through. Yep. <laughs> but you got to say it like Slayer. You can't be like, oh, Slayer, baby. Yeah. Mm. Slay me, baby. Dude, and that's like the slang now because the kids are like, Slay, queen. And it's like, Slay. You know what that word means? It means to do awesome at something. No, it means ending a fucking human life. Nah, bro, man, but slay! 
I, I'm officially the old dude that hates the fucking words the kids use. You dig? Uh, we all are. Yeah. I still don't know what Riz means or on cap. I maybe I could use dead ass in a sentence and still sound retarded, but I might be able to use it correctly. But I'm just like, what the f-? like? I've never even actually heard anyone talk like that. And I used to have stepkids. Okay, so I think Riz is like fucking. You got a good outfit and you're bedazzling someone. You're like bedazz not mm. not not wearing bedazzled clothes, but you were bedazzling someone. Kind of comes from that. Uh, I don't know where cap comes from, but I think that cap means bullshit and no cap means no bullshit. So the exact opposite of wait. So yeah, no shit. So no cap means no shit. And then what was the other one? Uh, I don't know. Okay. It's on God cap. Dead ass. Dead ass. Yeah. That, that's short for dead I am. Ass. I am dead ass serious. That, that, that's what you I see, think. that one makes sense to me, though. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know how I feel about Cap, because, you know, then they can't say awesome things like, you know, I shit you not. You shit me not? No. If you gave me two strings, I shit you not. No, I am not shitting you. That's right. I'm shitting on you, because I am German now. Yeah. You know that, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger is not allowed to fucking uh, do the dubbing for his own films when they get translated into German because he apparently sounds like a complete fucking redneck. Like an American redneck? No, no, no. Like, whatever the German version of fucking rednecks are, he's one of them. So he's not allowed to fucking... He's not allowed to dub his own fucking... uh, his own movies because they want that character to sound like a badass and not like, I'll be back, y'all! So wait, wait, wait. If he were to dub his own movies, he'd sound like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, to the to, to the to the German speaking world, anyway. Now that we got him back up, so we can dive into this because I know we're both a fan. Austrian Death Machine in February, dude. I am fucking stoked. Um, and, and like I fucking think As I Lay Dying is a fucking bitch pussy band. Even though that's all the same guys in Austrian Death Machine, it's like, oh, you're not a bunch of bitch. No, pussies. no, it's only Tim. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, it's only Tim. Oh, that makes it even fucking better. Um, because then it's like, okay, so you got like stupid band, and then it's like, oh, same oh guy, god. but maybe doing something fucking awesome over here. I, ah, oh, god, dude, I fucking love Austrian Death Machine. Um, I love the fucking story arc of Tim Lambesis <laughs> going from Christian fucking metalcore to. Being like Austrian's death machine is my side project. Next thing you know, he's in a he's like lifting and on steroids. Someone he met at this gym, he gets to be a contract killer for his wife because he's going down or his marriage is going down and he can't have that happen to him as a good Christian. And that person just happened to be a cop who was also giving him steroids. And you know, so he goes to jail for a little bit, gets out. Now he has a new wife or girlfriend or whatever who's also a metal singer who just doesn't give a fuck that he tried to fucking kill the last person he was with. And he's just like, all right, Austrian Death Machine 4, who's fucking ready? And I'm just like, fucking A, I love this. I'm in. Let's do it. Fucking quad brutal. I'm in for it. 
motherfuckers. Like, you probably got some stories. You've been to jail. You're fucking jacked. You're on roids. Like, this is going to be great. First single. It's like, put your weights back on the rack. I'm like, oh, fucking hey. Fuck yeah. Fuck, I'm going to start working out again. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) I never really stopped. I just kind of slowed down at it. I'm just like, eh. Yeah, but, like, now I got to, like, try to, like, I got to get to the point now where it's like, okay, I'm going to do the most I can do without seriously hurting myself. Hurting myself yeah. is okay, as long as I'm listening to CRUM! This is a shotgun! Yeah. And, and you know what's funny is, like, all that shit is just, like, one big fucking joke that they're, that he's just bullshitting with, but it's still better than a lot of fucking other music that's out nowadays, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, there's... <clears throat> Three albums coming out that fucking week that I'm super excited about. Austrian Death Machine, The New Job for a Cowboy, and Isan, who used to be the main guy for Emperor. Okay. Like, they all have their fucking albums coming out that day, and I'm like, fucking A, and that's like the Friday after my birthday, so I'm like, it's gonna be the best week ever. Fuck yeah. You ever listen to... And my uh, birthday's also Mardi Gras this year. Fucking even better. Yeah. Taco Tuesday and Mardi Gras on my birthday. I'm just like, God damn, this is the best day. You ever listen to fucking Necrogoblicon? I fucking love them. Fuck yeah. I was about to go on this big spiel about it, but fucking you know. (laughs) And for those of you listening at home, it's this band called Necrogoblicon, and there's this guy called John Goblicon who's kind of in the band. Um, He doesn't play any instruments or sing. He's just like their hype man. But they got this horrific, fucking disgusting, fucking goblin fucking suit for this guy. And it does not look like a costume. He looks like he crawled out of the fucking gutter as a fucking, like, little demon. And it's hilarious. It's fucking great. Go listen to them. It's awesome. So I introduce people to them through their music video, No One Survives. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, the hot chick in that is the porn star Caden Cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, one, the music video is amazing, especially at the end. Well, there's two parts that are my favorite part. When the random EDM sequence, the electronic dance music sequence from the song in the music video, like, turns into a dance rave for that, like, 12 seconds or whatever. And then at the end, where he's fucking killing the guy with his goblin claws to the beat of the music. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's amazing. So I think it was... I like uh, two summers ago. Hold on, two yeah. summers ago, or yeah, it had to have been then. Uh, they were on tour, like I think it was the last Vans Warped tour, and John Goblicon made a show, like after like show, like you know, right now, you know, like, right, John now John, right now with John Goblicon, <laughs> right now it was fucking amazing because he's like being dead serious. I'm John Goblin, the Goblin. John Goblicon, the Goblin, and like he's just like trying to like interview people and like just, but also be as silly and dumb as possible. I'm just like, oh, this is fucking amazing. No, everything great. about them, I'm just, I bought in. No, I, I've, uh, I used to show them uh, dressed as goblins because I, I love the the funeral sequence where he's like puppeteering everybody. But yeah. uh, I've been showing them since it came out. Um, this is it, um, because in, in the music video, people at home. Um, it's mostly a serious music video, 
until like the end where John Galbacon, who's directing the music video, because it's also some behind the scenes shit, like pull like steps on the wrong rope, and then like all the lights start coming down and killing all the people on the fucking band. <laughs> Mark, God, yeah, that's good. a fucking great band. Um, and, yeah. and I love how they leaned into it because they have this whole like era about like we need a gimmick but they've already had the fucking gimmick and it was like them looking for a new gimmick but all the music videos were about the goblin trying to find a gimmick not the band trying to find a gimmick so it was like an onion of fucking meta and it was great they, they pulled it off well because it's it'd be very easy to try to get as uh meta or personal as they did and just like fuck it up and have it be stupid but they they just Chef, chef's kiss to fucking how they fucking pulled that shit off. You also know they're independent. They're not signed. They release everything themselves. Yeah, which is even fucking better. Yeah, because like they still go on like giant fucking tours, um, put out all their own stuff. Like they're just like, yeah, uh, the music industry is kind of fucked, and uh, we don't trust it, so we're doing our own thing. And sometimes we get shit on for it, and sometimes we're doing well. Yeah, and you know, that's good for them, because like, I follow a, a number of independent artists, and a lot of them are, the, the ones I follow anyway, you know, they, they've been around since like the early fucking 20 fucking 10s, and they're just now having their like fucking like big epic fucking era, and they're still playing clubs. And, and it's good for, and like, you know, that doesn't mean nothing against them, you know, like, I love their fucking music, that's why I'm there, they're great fucking musicians, they're just not really going anywhere but then you get people like necrogabacon who's also doing it independent like that and it's like oh uh you, you guys want like a fucking whole ass music festival where we're gonna sell this bitch out because we got a goblin we got a goblin yeah i'm, I'm attributing their success to the goblin not 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 their fucking epic guitar player or fucking uh their fucking badass lead singer or anything it's 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 the goblin. I thought it was somewhere between a cross between the goblin and all the references to pogs they have. Yeah, there's there's a bit of that too. Which is kind of a there's weird a little thing bit because of like you have to be in a certain fucking age to even know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. And I'm in that age, and I just went, Did they just say pogs? They said pogs. Yeah, no, I fucking oh god, they're great. Probably gonna listen to them after this. Yeah, they're they're fucking good. <sighs> so fucking excited about music this year. Yeah, and that's kind of one of those funny things too, because like everyone keeps talking about, and people have always talked about how music now is shit. Um, and I don't mean like now, now. I mean like now, whenever you're saying it. So if you're saying music now, shit, music now, shit. If you're saying music now, shits in 2005, you meant. Music in 2005 was shit. You said that in 1995. You meant that, you know, all the way the fuck back. Um, and it, it is true that there isn't good popular music now. Um, I'm not going to fucking argue against that. But all the fucking good musicians fucking are doing it fucking independent. Where it's like, yeah, sure, they're not doing the fucking like arena fucking tour thing like fucking Taylor Swift is. But they're still getting along. Like they don't have quote unquote like real person jobs. They're just doing that. And they're being able to support themselves on that. And they're making fucking kick-ass music on that. And that's good for them. And that, that's one of the things I like about fucking kind of like what I'm doing, where it's like, 
the fucking, I, I don't know, independent fucking published or underground fucking author, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's like, yeah, sure. Like I'm not living in a fucking Victorian mansion, typing on a fucking typewriter, locking myself up like I'm in the fucking shining. But have, have you have you read any books recently that came out by like big publishers? Uh, they're pretty fucking sterile. The last things I read before I started reading Smoke Pit Fairy Tales was the Jack Carr series, the Terminal List, and like those ones, and they were good. Like they were fiction, but it was like military Navy SEAL fucking fiction, and it's just like. It's okay, but I can't relate to it. And it's like two in the weeds on the gear and stuff for like things I don't understand. I'm like, that's fucking cool and all. But, you know, and then he started talking shit about the Osprey. And I'm like, well, it's kind of my baby. Shouldn't be an asshole about it, but cue a little bit. Uh, but, you know, that, yeah, that, that, that shit about your job, you wouldn't like me. You know, that, that though, that all does come down to how it's presented. And I'm making an argument for myself on this because if you've got some book okay. like that, like, say that dude who's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give you a fucking uh, half a fucking chapter about how to put the gear together. And then the other half of the chapter is uh, why Osprey suck. It's like, all right, cool. You got your fucking gear on and Osprey suck. Neat. Or you can take my route where it's like, hey, listen, boot, this is how you fucking put your goddamn flight together. Shut up and listen to me talk about the first Marine Division. Yeah, Osprey suck because fucking last time I got on one, there was a leak and I got oil in my eye and I fucking slipped on it and busted my ass. Fuck Ospreys, man. <laughs> it's all how you present that's it. That's more believable. That's more that's more believable than like, oh, like X, Y, and Z happened like times because of this. It's like, yeah, but for that one, like, you know, the CO was making people falsify fucking documentation records. For this one, there's fucking something else that happened. Yeah, this dude, one like was, at that like, point, he's already not the aircraft. He was He's already getting way like, into the weeds about shit I don't give a fuck about, but I would give yeah. a fuck about Lance Corporal doesn't like spinny fucking flying thing because oil got an eyeball in bad situation. Which makes perfect sense. The other thing, too, is like his first and second books were fine. And then like they started going downhill around the same time that Chris Pratt bottoms like bought the rights to put it on the fucking Amazon. And so he's just like splitting his time between so many things. It's just like, your books are starting to suck. Yeah. Like you, you, you're too divided. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, that's just my opinion on it, but fucking, he's fucking crushing it. And good for you, man. I mean, I mean, good, good for him. But, uh, and, and this isn't just for, uh, books, but, it definitely applies to books where, and you see it, you see it more in music because more people pay more attention to music than they do to fucking books. Like, even if like we were both fucking avid fucking readers, there's a, a fucking trillion fucking books out there. And we, it's possible that both of us could have read more books than anybody else on the fucking planet and not have read the same fucking book. So it's easy to not be able to compare, but it, it works with books, but you see it more in, you see it better in music where it's like, I'm young, I'm pissed off, I'm gonna write this fucking book or this fucking album about what the fuck I'm pissed off about. And I'm gonna do that two or three times, and then I'm gonna make a million dollars, and then I'm gonna pretend to be mad about something and try to write about it, I guess. I don't know. Like you, you need to be fucking pissed off about shit to make good fucking art. 
Yeah. That's why I was so disappointed when uh, Randy Blythe from Lamb of God fucking came back from, what was that, jail in fucking Hungary, and then the next album just kind of like, eh. I'm like, oh, yeah, son of a bitch. I thought we were going to get a great Lamb of God album, then we didn't. No, no, no. He's, he's a millionaire. He's got nothing to be mad about. And if you got nothing to be mad about, then you don't really have anything to bitch about. And if you don't really have anything to bitch about, you don't have anything to fucking really make a story out of. Besides, like, hey, Bob went to the store. And then after Bob went to the store, he met Susie. And then there was a there was a dog, and the dog was possessed by demons. Huh? 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 You can't have demons. No, no, bad demons. Yep. No, that's uh No, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Like people are saying that all the time. They're like, oh, like 80s hair metal. They're like, oh, yeah, 80s hair metal is great. And then they fucking wake up one day, they're rich, and they have a family, and like, this is a song about my son, Braden, and how it feels to be a father. It's like, no, don't. Absolutely not. Go back to kickstart my heart. That's what we want. We want to hear about your heroin fucking overdose. Yeah, dude, and it's like that with everybody. Like, fucking, uh, like, people hate on Bon Jovi a lot. I hate on Bon Jovi a lot. I'll get back to that, because there's a tie-in with the books. Um, well, like, A, there was that scene in the first book where fucking the dude was singing fucking that Bon Jovi song and it pissed off one of the characters. Also, Hank's middle name is Thomas. Penelope's middle name is Gina. They're Tommy and Gina. They, they don't exactly have good luck throughout their fucking life. One, 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 one might say that, you know, Tommy used to work on the docks. Tommy anyway, never worked on the docks. Anyway, well, I mean, he, he was in the Department of the Navy. That's true. But did Gina work the diner all day? You know, I, I don't actually ever tell anybody what fucking Penelope's job is until the fucking third book after fucking the apocalypse happened and she turned her house into a bar, so. I guess it was kind of a diner then, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird how that one turns up. But anyway, no, fucking like. Uh, yeah. Like, people shit on Bon Jovi a lot, and all of it's justified because, you know, Bon Jovi sucks. But their, like, first three fucking albums were fucking staple fucking rock and roll. And then they made a million dollars and started writing, Baby, I love you. Shut the fuck up. Talk about banging 16-year-olds a girl again. Like, I know we don't like that, but that's that's, that's when you wrote your best music, man. All right, so then let's go with this. How many of the first Metallica albums do you go through until they you don't like it anymore? Um, so fucking goddamn... Kill 'em All was good. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it was good. Kill 'em All was good. Master of Puppets was really fucking good. Um, Ride the Lightning was amazing. Mm-hmm. And Justice for All is. I, I hate to disrespect Cliff Burton like this, but And Justice for All is one of the few perfect records ever made. Um, the Black Album is... Well, you only feel that way because you play guitar. Um, you do know that Tenacious D's tribute is about one, right? Really? I'll go into that in a minute, and then we'll go into this. But... Um, the Black Album is a fucking awesome fucking like case study because if you look it's at an it, awesome case study and how metal can be 
crossover into rock and still stay metal and good. No, no, what I was going to say was, like, if you look at the fucking track listing on it, every song on that is worse than the song before it. And you can be like, oh, this song rocks. This song's all right. I can listen to this song. Okay. Stop. Stop. End the fucking record, asshole! And then uh, it Metallica never gets better than the ass end of fucking the Black Album. Yeah, I, I don't really... I like one... But I don't like anything else on Injustice for All, so I just like the first three Metallica albums. I'm also a hardcore Megadeth and Slayer fan, so I'm like... I, I am also on yeah. Megadeth's fucking side of that fucking argument. Um, okay, we're going to get on this fucking rabbit hole. All right, so fucking... Uh, I don't I remember where. Holes. There was some fucking video game. I think it was True Crime Streets of LA, which was kind of like a fucking GTA fucking knockoff, except for you were a detective. And on um, one of the radio stations, they had... Um, uh, Symphony of fucking destruction. And I was like, oh, what the fuck is that about? So fucking I beg and plead for that fucking album for Christmas one fucking year. And I get that. And it's like, okay, all right. So I don't want to say that Symphony of Destruction is the worst fucking song on that album because that doesn't do it right. Um, it's It's the least epic song on that fucking album. That album fucking rocks and every time i listen to, it's one of the few fucking albums another one being megadeth's fucking youth in asia that i can fucking listen to and every time i listen to it it's like the first time i fucking listen to it because it never stops being that fucking badass do you know what i liked risk a lot of people didn't like risk i was like you know what you tried something new and you know what it was good unlike some other bands metallica that just like shit on themselves the entire fucking time and do you know what Fucking on Megadeth, fucking they fucking metal, 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 metal. We're going to do a rock crossover. People didn't like it. Instead of going, fuck you guys, we're going to keep doing that. They're like, okay, well, we actually really like that album, but the fans don't want that. So, and every time they release a fucking new album, it's like, oh my God, I thought metal was dead. Thank you, Dave Mustaine. Thank you. So. But two fun facts that I know about Metallica is the original Here you go. rhythm guitarist. Fuck yeah. I'd love that. The original rhythm guitarist, Chris Poland, and the original drummer, Gar Samuelson, are from the town next to mine. So, like, all the fucking old 80s metalheads in my area know them and love Megadeth. And, like, and, and to tie it back, I was fucking stoked on uh, Total Brutal Part 2 where they did all the fucking covers and killing is my business and business is good was one of the fucking covers. It was like, Oh, 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 you're touching my heart and my dick at the same time. Yes. And then, Oh, the other fun thing about the town next to mine is that's where the original gone in 60 seconds was filmed too. The one with, uh, don't tell me fucking the guy from bullet. Um, the greatest guy. I feel like a fucking asshole for not knowing Steve McQueen. I feel like a fucking asshole for. I knew who he was. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Then the other mega effect. So, uh, Countdown to Extinction. The only reason it came out Billboard number two, number two total, not number two for rock, number two total, was because Achy Breaky Heart came out the same week. Well, that just well, my Achy Breaky Heart just doesn't understand that. 
Neither do I, because fucking, yeah, I'm Team Megadeth, and, like, I fucking loved Rust in Peace. Mm. Like, that's mine, where it's just, like, I can listen to that one all the time. Um, so... I didn't end up going this route with my books, and we're tying back to Megadeth, I promise. But, you know, fucking, like, I had a master list of everything I wanted to do throughout the whole series before I fucking started writing. And um, <clears throat> there's a line in not not Rust in Peace, fucking um, fuck. What is it? What is the goddamn song? Um, on the fucking front of the album cover, fucking it's it's the one that fucking it's the album that has in my darkest hour on it. Like he's like on the album cover, he's got like the machine gun and the fucking like World War One gas mask. Um, oh, set the yeah, world on fire. Set the world on fire. Yes. There's a line in it that I fucking love where it was distorted figures walk the streets. It's 1999. Um, and I was like, I have to do that in my book. That's what the fucking zombies are going to be. Distorted figures walk the streets. And the zombie apocalypse didn't happen. It, 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 there was just a minor isolated incident on a fucking Russian space station at some point. But the reason that fucking the whole zombie thing happened in the fourth book is because of that line, distorted figures walk the streets. It's 1999. Fuck yes. Yeah. No, I, uh, I definitely appreciate knowing that even more now. So every time I see those <clears throat> zombies, if they ever make a fucking appearance again in book six or beyond, I'm going to be like, those are yeah. Dave zombies. Yeah, they're, they're fucking Dave zombies. Did you ever see uh, a cartoon called Duck Dodgers? Of the 21st century? Yes. Yes. There's an episode, for those of you listening at home, where Duck Dodgers, who is Daffy Duck, and Porky the Pig is his sidekick, and he's fighting against Marvin the Martian. And Marvin the Martian and the Lady Martian, who they made up for the show, decided they were going to take over Earth by building a giant space saxophone. And what it was going to do was, like, lull and bore everyone on Earth to death. So Duck Dodgers... Goes to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, it turns out that Megadeth was frozen in fucking stasis. So he puts, he can't, he he doesn't have the technology to like unfreeze them. So he just puts them in the microwave like a fucking burrito, and then like they get amnesia from it. So like Daffy Duck has to like teach Dave Mustaine how to fucking rock again. And then once they get it in their heads, what's going on? Megadeth rocks so hard that it destroys fucking the Martian fleet. It's it's this like kids cartoon, and in the middle of it, fucking Megadeth. I gotta find that. That sounds way better than the time Pantera was on SpongeBob. Yeah, well, I got thoughts about Pantera, and only half of them. Me too. There's a reason I call him Panterable. My 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 biggest problem with Pantera is something they didn't even fucking do. Had nothing fucking related to him. Was. Uh, what was that movie? Was it A Quiet Place where the aliens came and you couldn't make noise? Or they'd, they'd hear you and kill you? I think you? so. Okay, what pissed me off about that movie was at the end of it, they it turned out that, hey, you can make a noise and just use a shotgun. And then that works on the aliens. And then I thought, hey, you know would be a great sequel? Would be if that chick got a fucking pump-action shotgun and rode around in the back of a fucking S-10 while somebody blared fucking goddamn Pantera like, fucking five minutes alone and just, like, capping fucking aliens. And then the sequel wasn't that. Fuck them. That's what the fucking sequel should have been. Like, dan, 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 pow! Dan, 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 pow! 
But no, no, we, we can't have fucking nobody, anything nice. People don't know how to write good, heartwarming stories that people would actually relate to. Be like, yeah. yes, I am that person who listens to Pantera and an S10 drives around with a fucking shotgun and would murk some fucking aliens. There it is. There it is. That, that, that's what it is. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Um. Yeah, fuckers. Fuckers gonna fuck, man. Also, uh, United Abominations. That's a fucking killer fucking album, too. Yes, it is. So far, so good. So what? That's a that one had a hook and mouth. I really fucking like that song. Yeah. Where he's just fucking rallying against the PMRC, which was Tipper Gore, the People's Music Resource Center, which brought us those really fun... Um, Parental advisory labels. That you know, you know I, 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 I do have to thank the Democrats for that because that's how yeah, I found half my music. Al Gore's wife. <laughs> it's like, what's what's this album with the fucking uh, with the fucking cross on all the skull? It says "Appetite for Destruction." Parental advisory. I want this. The really fun part about that was, like, I grew up the youngest of four, so, like, my oldest brother was really into Slayer and Megadeth, and that's how I got into it. So, like, by the time I rolled around and was listening to that, even though I was, like, fucking seven, um, listening to that stuff with my oldest brother, uh, like, my mom, who was a very nice Christian lady, very Christian lady, uh, was just like, okay, you're listening to Slayer and Megadeth. Have a nice day. Well, to be fair... Slayer and Megadeth are both technically Christian bands or Christian rock bands. Uh, Tom Araya is a hardcore Catholic. His dad is a priest. And fucking Dave Mustaine found Christ again 20 fucking years ago. So sorry, pal. He also grew up uh, Jehovah's Witness, was it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing about that, to wrap this around to fucking what we were talking about earlier, fucking Metallica started to suck because uh, they got sober, um, and all their fucking angst was, I'm a drunk asshole, man! And uh, Megadeth's fucking angst was, I hate the government, do you like guitar solos? And um, instead of you becoming millionaires and be like, oh, I'm not a drunk asshole anymore, I got nothing to be mad about, uh, Dave Mustaine got the Patriot Act, and he's like, oh, oh! Oh, the fuck, K. All right. I hope you like your tar solos. Uh, he was also still mad about being uh, unceremoniously removed from Metallica. That was a lot of his fuel, even through the 90s. Yeah, it was. But it was also probably the best thing that ever fucking happened to music. Because if he didn't get kicked out, then we'd be like, hey, so the album that came out after the Black Album, that's when they started to suck, right? Yeah. Or the he would have fucking like just kept that writing spirit alive because he wrote pretty much all of Kill 'em All. He wrote a fuck ton of the stuff for um Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets. Yeah. And he asked them not to use any of it. And, and they did. you know, when they kicked him out. And they did. Uh and he said Kirk Hammett, who is an okay guitar player, played played it too slow and sloppy. And he's not wrong. Like, he plays his stuff fucking tight and amazing, even through his heroin years. Which, interestingly, he wasn't doing heroin in Metallica. He didn't start doing heroin until Gar Samian and Chris Poland from Dunkirk, New York, introduced it to him. 
Uh, uh, because they were jazz players. Western New York. Players did. And it's funny because if you like, I'm not saying that all good music comes from being a pissed off asshole who does heroin, but do you like Nirvana? There's a fucking pattern there, man. Do you like Miles Davis? Do you have that, like pop music? It's like, Hey, what's your feelings on Amy Winehouse? Yeah. Fucking uh, dude. Yeah. Hey, do you like guns and roses? You like that song, Mr. Brownstone? That's about shooting heroin into your dick, man. Yeah, what about uh, Kickstart My Heart? Uh, that was his third out-of-body experience or something crazy like that. Yeah. Kickstart My Heart is literally about them putting the paddles on him to kickstart his heart. Yeah, after he fucking overdosed on fucking heroin. Yeah, well, so I'm not saying that you have to do heroin to write good music. I'm just... There's a pattern there. <laughs> and we have it for what? How long has there been heroin? Since like the 30s? Yeah, people are making great shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that the music fucking industry exploded because of that. I'm just saying, it, I mean, it, it's it's coincidence, not 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 causation, but, you know, it, it, it's there. No, don't, no, don't, I think the correlation and the causation, yeah, definitely <laughs> don't. Uh, it's not heroin anymore. I'm pretty sure it's straight fentanyl. Yeah, that, that shit will kill you. Now, 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 to be fair, if I was hanging out with Keith Richards... And he offered it to me. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say no to that because he's got the good shit. Not only does he have the good shit, but I mean, like, how do you say no to Keith Richards? Yeah. Like, I mean. I mean, he's like, what, 90 and could probably, like, run a mile and smoke a pack of cigarettes faster than us. And probably look at us, call us a bitch, then fucking, like, boot some heroin and be like, I wasn't even on painkillers for that. And then they just be like, God damn it, man. Well, the other thing though, too, is like he, he, he didn't go to Vietnam because he thought Vietnam was for pussies. And then like, you kind of look at him expecting to think like the whole, like, Oh, were you the guy that's going to punch a drill instructor in the face? And then he like bites Jimi Hendrix in the neck and sucks his soul out. And then you're like, Oh, Oh, the 27 club. Isn't people that coincidentally died when they were 27. It's all Keith Richards fucking victims. You see, that makes more sense than anything else I've ever heard. So he got Amy Winehouse, Tupac. Cobain. Jimi Hendrix. Who? Cobain. Alright, so other than Kurt Cobain, um, we just named, like, some black people, so he's killing off black people for their souls to stay alive? What, What about Jim Morrison and fucking Amy Winehouse wasn't black, was she? She was mixed. No, she's but also white British. Um, yeah, so that's like extra mayonnaise. Yeah, okay, good point. Well, Jimmy Hendrix was also British. It wasn't? Yeah. He, he was in the fucking 101st Airborne Division, dude. He's from fucking like Tennessee or Alabama or some shit. Are you sure? I thought he was British. Consult the wizard, man. Fucking pulling this shit up. I'm telling you right now, while he's doing this, people at home, fucking uh, Jimi Hendrix was about as American as they fucking come. Which, by the way, if you, if you noticed, all these other people we named besides Amy Winehouse, fucking uh, right, were yeah, Born in Seattle. Yeah, 
fucking Keith Richards is fucking mad about the fucking uh, American Revolution, which he was in, by the way. I don't know if you know this. The Headless Horseman was based on him. And uh, <laughs> he's trying to get revenge, man. Son of a bitch. I knew it. God damn it. Anyway, I, I yeah, that might be the only Johnny Depp movie that I liked in a long time. Uh, it was fucking Sleepy Hollow. That was a good one. But but on that, um, I'm, I'm gonna take a piss. Can we take like thirty seconds, maybe a minute? Yeah, because I gotta grab another beer. All right, I'm right back. Now listening to NPR. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The year is 2145. The Earth is inhabited by no one but cockroaches. Humans have killed everything. Including themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, no, there was a... uh... I have a point to get to this. Um, so, like, when I was uh, younger, I, and this ultimately influenced how and what I wrote into Smoke at Fairy Tales, right? <laughs> um, I always fucking hated that in fiction there would be some immortal character, right? That was like one of King Arthur's fucking knights or this, that, and whatever. And going back to the cockroaches, we're going to circle back, back around to this. Um, but we'd get like, when when we were introduced to them in the story, they'd be 500, a couple thousand years old. And what we knew of them was something that happened like like two weeks of their lives when they were a thousand years old, right? It's like. Don't don't you think it might be a little more interesting to you know tell me the fucking origin story for that or like any of the shit that happened on the in between and like the only other fucking story I can fucking think of that handled this properly was fucking Highlander. Oh, oh yeah, shit. Now I got fucking two stories. Remind me of fucking Highlander if I go off on a fucking tangent. Forget about this. But there's an episode of the fucking yeah, Justice same. League, um, and one of the bad guys was this Nazi that figured out how to be like an immortal fucking dim I got right. And he shows up in this machine one day, and he's attacking what's what's not New York, Metropolis. He's attacking Metropolis, right? And everyone's freaked out because he's built this gun that can destroy matter, which you know matter can't be destroyed. How the fuck's he doing this? And he hits Superman with it, and it turns out, and everybody's all sad that Superman's dead, right? And it turns out it doesn't actually destroy matter; it just shoots people fucking twenty thousand years into the future. And uh, Superman shows up, he's 20,000 years in the future, and the only thing on fucking Earth are, like, Starship Troopers fucking giant-ass cockroaches and that Nazi. But that Nazi is effectively fucking the dude from the Big Lebowski, and Superman's like, dude, what the fuck? And he's like, hey, man, listen, I've had nothing to read for the last 20,000 years besides fucking self-help books. I think I figured myself out, all right? And then also, um, since it's 20,000 years in the future, the sun's not yellow anymore. It's red, so Superman's just a dude. So um, Superman and the fucking Nazi are like, all right, we're going to – I built a time machine. I can send you back. But the only thing that can fuel it is this, like, one fuel rod that, you know, 
the giant cockroach fucking Clendathu motherfuckers have, so we gotta go fight all the cockroaches. But you gotta do me a really big favor, Superman. And Superman's like, what's the favor, Mr. Fucking Nazi? And he's like, I gotta send you back to, like, 1943, and you gotta kill me in Germany, and then, like, I, I don't know. I, I had, like, a stasis machine, so you kind of just got to, like, go to sleep in a bunker under Berlin for, like, 40 years. But you got to kill me in, like, 1943. That's the only way I'm going to help you. Because I, I don't like this immortality shit. So Superman does it and, you know, fucks off. <laughs> but back to fucking Highlander. Okay, so... All right, so you know how, like, in the military, like, now, fucking, like, when they write fucking historical shit, fucking, it's what the officer did and then his men, and nobody gives a fuck about his men. And then, like, you can yeah. you can get names if you go back, like, less than 100 years. But, like, if you go back to, like, I don't know, 1900 and back, it's Captain Whoever and his bozos. Okay, so Blackbeard, right? The fucking pirate. Um, who... I'm not saying spoiler alert. I'm just saying I like fucking a thing I did. Depending on what fucking source you find, his name was either Edward Teach or Edward Thatch. Yes. I'm going to remind you that I told you this character's name in the second fucking book. Anyway, fucking um, Blackbeard, right, goes on this fucking, like, terror rampage throughout the fucking goddamn uh, Caribbean, right? He he totally didn't, like, kill the president and need something to do afterwards. Um, <laughs> anyway, fucking Blackbeard goes on this fucking terror campaign, right? And he is not documented as actually fucking inflicting physical harm on a soul at the fuck all until the day that he died. Like, so like his like MO was like, uh, I, I think he was like six, two or six, three back when the average height was like, I don't know, five, four. And, you know, he'd set his fucking hair on fire. We're all black looked like the fucking devil. So what he would do is this shit would come up to yours and he'd go find the captain and just like stare the captain down because the captain would be like, Oh, that's Satan. All right. Better surrender the ship. Right. So, but, Anyway, fucking, uh, eventually fucking the governor of Virginia gets tired of his fucking shit and he hires fucking the Royal Navy to go, like, stop Blackbeard. So, uh, they set up a trap for Blackbeard. Blackbeard falls into the fucking trap. Um, pretty much all of Blackbeard's dudes get killed except for him, who's just fucking going ham, just killing the fuck out of the Royal Marines, right? And again, depending on sources, he either got stabbed either 50 or about 200 times. Um, low, low level at least 50 times and then shot at least six or 20 times depending on the source and this is back when a 50 cal was a bitch round right and he was just going around fucking murking motherfuckers until this dude comes up from behind and cuts his fucking head off this dude was some junior enlisted guy who in the records only refers to that sailor as a highlander because he's from the Scottish Highlands. So it's like, all right, so this guy got shot low estimate fucking eight times, stabbed low estimate 50 times. And that's back, you know, that's with a fucking sword and was murky motherfuckers until a Highlander showed up and cut off his head. I got questions. I got some questions too. Not just because of the way you presented it, but that's, uh, These are what you call uh, historical inaccuracies. So what, uh, yeah. Um, one, was he a Highlander? Two, uh, why did you make him sound like he was the predecessor to Rasputin before he got his head cut off? 
Don't blame me, man. Blame the fucking what the historians wrote about him. I mean, he did have that big beard, too, and he was fucking built like that. So was he Rasputin, too? I don't know. Weird to think about. They sent him to Davy Jones' locker. He fucking grabbed his head back underwater and fucking reattached it and fucking swam to Russia. He's like, nobody will expect this. I'm messing with the czar. So there, there's two fucking funny things with that. Like one of them is on uh, Ocracoke, which is in fucking North Carolina. It's one of those like weird yeah. islands that kind of sticks off the fucking side. Um, there's this legend that fucking there's some headless ghosts running around going, where's my fucking head? You know, by the fucking uh, wreck of the Queen Anne's Revenge, which is this fucking ship. Um, not the Queen Anne's Revenge, because he dunked that beforehand. The Revenge, because he had the Queen Anne's Revenge and the Revenge. He was very creative with his naming. But also, fucking, like, you know, the fucking, uh, I think it's Yale with the Skull and Bones fucking society. The the myth around that is that the skull from that is Blackbeard's skull. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know how much fucking credence that holds, but, like, that's that's the legend around it. Yeah, so the Ocracoke Forest and, like, that area is, like, not far away from Cherry Point, which is just an hour north of Lejeune. So, like, that area is heavily influenced by, like, fucking pirate culture. Yeah, because everyone like thinks that pirates were in the Caribbean, Caribbean. But, like, you know, no, pirates were in, like, Florida and of, like, Virginia. That's where most of what you think of pirating happened. Oh, yeah, like, the Outer Banks are like, oh, look, a natural fucking bay and barrier that's fucking protecting us from, like, the big waves of the Atlantic. Cool, we'll pull in here. Like, yeah, they were in there. Yeah. And what they don't tell you is like the Outer Banks isn't just like that fucking like southern part of Virginia, northern part of North North Carolina, like chain. Like it goes all the way fucking past Lejeune and all that shit. Like Topsail Island is a fucking beautiful outer bank part of that chain, and it's right fucking there. And it is fucking amazing. And no one well, no one used to go there. Now it's fucking built up and people go there. But it was great, and it was right like past where the ranges were. And I yeah. actually used to live down there when I moved off base. I was like, "This is great." Live five minutes from the beach. Yeah, no, like I went to high school in Virginia Beach, so yeah, no, I'm I'm acutely aware with that fucking shit. But also, okay, when you do start reading book six, I want you to remember that I named him Edward Thatch in the second fucking book. All right, just just keep that oh, in your fucking worry, head. I, will. I knew the whole time. <laughs> Well, you did say you fucking, like, wrote down, like, how you wanted the story to go, like, when you, like, first started writing Smoke Pit Fairy Tales 1. Yeah. Like, you said you, like, I charted out all 12 books and, like, how I wanted the entire thing to go. Like, you you had it planned. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing, though, too, is, like, you know, that, that series does take you through a lot of twists and turns. Like, even even just, like, where you're at in the fifth book, because, like, halfway through the first book, if... Could you have predicted what happened halfway through the first book at the beginning of the first book? No. Could you have predicted what happened? I had to go off of was that it was based off of the Epic of Gilgamesh. So I knew that that was going to be involved some way. Yeah. But it, like, twists and turns off of it. Yeah, no, no, like, the whole way, like, fucking, um, by the end of the first book, you're like, these aren't even the same characters. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's them, but Jesus Christ. And then you get to the second book, and you're like, that that was a left turn. Get to the third book. That was a right turn. 
getting the fourth one. Oh, that was a whole zigzag on the way up. The fifth book. What? No, no, yeah. Yeah, it was fucking... Two and three were like, what the hell? Especially at the end of three, where it's not so much of a spoiler alert, because everyone knows it's fucking spoiler alert now. The fucking nuclear weapon, and... Yeah. Bounty Hunter comes for Hank and Penelope, and they get their hands on a nuke. Yeah. Um, and and there, there's two things with that. The first one is, like, it's impossible to fuck it. Like, it, like, the way I wrote these books has made it a massive pain in the ass to fucking market them because, like, I can't tell you what the next book's going to be about without ruining something that happens four books beforehand. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but also at the end of three, was the last word bang or was it click? I think it was click. Okay. That, that, that's all. No, don't worry. I kind of have it figured out based off like your Instagram and what I've like seen. And I'm just like, I think I know kind of what's going to happen, but also I don't because. This is taking me through some fucking things where I'm like, I can't predict it. I'm like, this is great. I love it. Yeah, no, uh, the, the way, the what I will say, uh, using allegory, no, no spoilers here, but it's like, all right, so we're going to drive from Camp Lejeune to Pendleton. So we're going to get on 95, we're going to go south, and then we're going to get on the 5, and that's going to take us straight there, right? Okay, all right. No, you're taking back roads the whole fucking time, motherfucker. You're going to get there, but you ain't touching the fucking interstate. Yeah, um, just getting from Lejeune to 95 is back roads because there's no interstate to Lejeune. Yeah. So I can imagine doing that the rest of the way across the fucking country. Yeah. No, and then that was fun, though. So, like, um, like I went from Pendleton to Quantico to 29 Palms, right? Um, you know, career-wise. Right. You know. But when I went from Quantico, when I PCS from Quantico to 29 Palms, the drive was really easy because out the front gate, of Quantico is right on the 95. So you take 95 South. I'm sorry, you go off base, you turn left on the 95 South, you drive into Jacksonville, Florida, you take a right on 95. And then uh, in Palm Springs, California, you, you turn right and then you take a left and then you're on base. So from Quantico to Tornado Palms, it's only like actually five turns. Jesus. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it sounds super fucking long, but also fun. Yeah, Didn't no, you I do mean, that like, Corvette? say what? Didn't you do that in a Corvette? Yeah, yeah, I actually took a month of leave, and then um, I got my buddy to ride with me who had just gotten out of the Marines, but, like, didn't start going to school or get a job yet. So we, we, we took a month to get from point A to point B on that. But, like, uh, it... We, we, we could have taken 95 and then 5, but like it was like, hey, that seems fun. Let's go stop there. Hey, that seems fun. Let's go stop there. So it was like 95, this road, 95, this road, 95, this road, 5, this road, 5, this road. Oh, hey, fucking goddamn New Orleans. Fucking, I had a buddy that was uh, at Fourth Martive down there. And I was like, oh, hey, we're going we're gonna to come drink with you for a night. So we show up in New Orleans. We, we get drunk. Um, I wake up. 
it's five days later. I'm like, oh fuck, I need to get on the fucking road, man. Um, I don't, I, I, I don't have any memories about fucking New Orleans, but the pictures look like I had a really good time. That sounds believable to me. Yeah. Uh, Also, coincidentally, uh, yeah, uh, also, coincidentally, um, so is uh, 2016. I don't remember that year. Um, I was in 29 Palms, and I was drinking a fucking lot, and uh, the the pictures looked like I had a good time that year, though. I don't remember the month of October in... Two thousand five, I think it was, because me and my buddy Donnie, who is uh, from State College, PA, actually, uh, decided that we were going to celebrate our own Oktoberfest that year, and we we made a pact to get drunk every day after work, and uh, yeah, it was it was blackout drunk every day. Yeah, no, I remember what we were fucking doing was uh, at a buddy uh, whose name is Stockton, by the way. Um, I, I'm not oh, super nice. creative with my names, um, but we'd take turns on uh, who, who bought the liquor that day, and we either killed a fucking 36 right together, or we split a fucking uh, handle of Sailor Jerry every fucking day that year, except for like two days where I was on barracks duty, but like... How hard is it to fucking forget that? Oh, I'm definitely going to have fun with that. I'm just. Yeah. So for those yeah. of you at home, we've been experiencing technical difficulties. So it's been, what, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes between the last sentence and this one. What were we even talking about? Bigfoot pussy. Exactly. So theoretically, I think if you took a Bigfoot, and you had him fuck a manatee, or if you had a female Bigfoot get fucked by a manatee, I really think the thing would come out, and it would be a... It's similar to a narwhal, but, you know, hairier. A Not like a hairier that... Yeah. Yeah. It'd still be getting horny. The real question is, is what kind of cryptids would have to fuck to create something that would fly and terrorize us like a pterodactyl? You mean like the Mothman? It's similar to the Mothman, but just not outside of West Virginia. So, you know, it'd have to, like, not be in red. Mm. I don't know. That's a really good question. But but since we're on that, do you know why they call them beavers? No. Because they're furry, they're wet, and they're hungry for wood. I mean, that honestly makes too much sense. I was waiting for something... Far dirtier, but I do appreciate the lowbrow humor. It's right up my alley. Not too unsimilar from how the Navy was trying to get up my alley back when I was in the Marines because I was in shape. Yeah, weird how that was. Fucking, um, so I was talking to one of my buddies recently. Fucking, uh, I saw you pop up on his phone. Fucking uh, Matt Callahan, the fucking uh, action figure, fucking take a picture guy. Yeah, yeah, I saw that he was, like, coming to hang out with you to do those uh, Star Wars Imperial yeah. things uh, in the snow. And I, I was just like, that's fucking awesome. And I told him that was fucking awesome. I was excited for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, he, he's one of my... He, I've known that dude forever. Fucking real good guy. But we were talking about fucking Top Gun, right? And you know that, like, B-52 
beach fucking volleyball fucking scene they have where everyone's like, oh my God, it's so homoerotic. It's all these big buff men and they're like just getting oiled up and naked and like playing volleyball. It seems a little gay to me, man. You know what no one ever fucking brings up? Those guys were all in the Navy. Why are we surprised about fucking any of this? One, all those guys were in the Navy. Two, do you know how insanely in shape you have to be to be a Navy fighter pilot? Yeah, it's a lot. Like, fucking, that's a fucking full-body experience to fly those fucking bitches. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, it was pretty gay. But also, it's, but it's something we would have done. Yeah. And, and, and don't lie and say you never did that. <laughs> you might not have been as oiled up and you didn't look like Slider. But, you know, hey, whatever. Also, why did Goose keep his I, fucking shirt on? Was, was he, like, the fat guy? What's up? He he didn't have the uh, the rippling pectorals of a of a Iceman and a Maverick, so he had to keep that shit on because he was a married man, or he was just so fucking jacked and ripped that like he would have had like the barracks rats just like coming at him with that shit, just fucking running at him with bikini bottoms off. Mm, yeah, and that was back in the fucking eighties, man. Dude, I I miss actually no, I, I don't. I'm trying to think of how to how to say this because I've been married for a minute. Um, when I was a young man, I was really upset that pubic hair wasn't in fucking vogue. Because like I grew up watching fucking like '80s fucking VHS porno because like I grew yeah. up before the fucking internet existed. And, you know, yes. fucking, like, a woman's crotch should look like a fucking Russian dude's fucking hat. Like, there should be, like, a side-by-side picture. It's like, guess which one it is? And then by the time I started, yeah. like, you know, banging chicks, like, uh, where is it? There, there's you're, you're missing something. There's supposed to be, like, uh... How old are you? I need an ID. I'm, like, 36. But are you, lady? Yeah. That's it's like I, I, don't, I, don't like, wanna, I don't I don't want to pretend like I'm fucking banging a fucking 12 year old man fucking grow that shit out man let me floss with that shit while I'm down there oh shit so uh you know the comedian Russell Peters no but go on so he has a joke I saw recently about this and it was a uh, so in like you know the 70s and 80s big full bush the 90s landing strip the 2000s bald 2003 Chicks have dicks. Oh, see, there was another one that was very similar to that, but it was also like, uh, it also documented like male fucking facial hair. It was like clean shaven, mustache, goatee, full beard. So the same amount of hair is down there if you're doing the thing right. It's just on the other person now. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, that's brilliant. No, it is kind of funny, though, like, um, if you look at it, um, uh, what is it? So, like, culture to culture, like, we all acknowledge what, like, heroicism, beauty standards, and, like, uh, gender roles are, right? Like, um, we might not all think that the same thing's fucking heroic. Like, uh, fucking, like, I, I know, like, like, when we were growing up, like, men don't cry, right? But, like, if you, like, look yeah. at fucking, like, say, um, uh, like, like, Asian fucking 
uh, fucking like literature or whatever, like the most heroic thing a, a samurai could do is like cry over his dead men. That was like the fucking pinnacle of being a man, right? So just like different yes. cultures, different fucking shit, right? Same thing with like, say, fucking like gender roles, right? Like, so like over here in the Western fucking world, if you sew, that's kind of a fucking chick thing, man. But in other fucking places, like, no, no, sewing is a man's job because he's got to fucking put the fucking flag together and sew on his fucking battle patches. That's a man's job, right? But also when you cut up fucking beauty standards, that is also a kind of a fun thing if you break it down to its fucking bare core where it's like, oh, hey, in certain places of Africa, you're not hot unless you look like a fucking lollipop with the fucking candy part in the middle, like little legs, little head, big fucking belly, or you got the fucking like big dish in your lips. But then like when you break it, break it down, it's like, oh, well, what's hot in America? You shave off all your hair and you paint your face. Yeah. And also I mean, inject a bunch of stuff in it, too. Yeah, well, when you put it like that, all right. So basically, it's hot to not look like yourself naturally in America. Yeah. Um, which, sure, fine, um, I, I guess. I mean, personally, I think the hottest a woman could look is, like, with a hot load of my cum on her face. But, you know, the mascara is fucking fine. <laughs> Well, it's like the Bloodhound Gang always says, you know what I really want in a girl? Me. I really, wait, I need to find, I need a, to find a new vagina. New vagina. Any kind of new vagina. Heaven kind What? North Carolina. Yeah. Although I think my favorite is the Ballad of Jay-Z Lane. Or Jay-Z Lane. Yes. Yeah. Show up in titties. And uh, Fox uniform, Charlie Kilo. That one's yeah. underrated. I fucking love that band. Like that. That's another example of their a band whose most famous song is their least good song. Yeah, yeah. Because the only also, song anybody knows is fucking um. Uh, what what is the, the bad touch? Yeah, but what's it? I mean, it's the bad touch. It's the bad touch. Yeah, but like. Everybody knows it is the Discovery Channel song. Yes. Yeah. But a criminally underrated song that you should know now is uh, the uh, they wrote the new Pennsylvania National Anthem. Yeah. Yeah. Considering where you live, you should you should play that one and like salute the Pennsylvania flag and be like, "Don't tax me, bitches." Yeah. No, because they're they're from Philadelphia, aren't they? Somewhere in that area, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not Philadelphia proper, but like King of Prussia or Allentown or some shit. Yeah, somewhere close enough. Like, I consider myself Buffalo because it's easier to just say I live near Buffalo than to be like, I live, follow the lake here, like an hour on the street, close to Buffalo, whatever. Yeah, no, like, um, like where I'm at in Pennsylvania, fucking, if people aren't from here, I just tell them I'm from fucking Pittsburgh, even though I'm closer to Washington, D.C. than I am to Pittsburgh. But if I say, oh, yeah, I'm around Washington, D.C., they'll be like, oh, so you're in Maryland. No, I'm in Pennsylvania. We're at uh, uh, Pittsburgh. I'm in fucking Pittsburgh. How far is Pittsburgh away? About three hours. That's not in Pittsburgh. Do you know anything between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia? No. Okay. Yeah, I'm around D.C. Fuck you. You live in Amish country. No, uh, Amish country is a lot further fucking east. Like I'm, I'm about two hours away from fucking Amish country. I'm, I'm south of 
State College for the five people listening that know where that's at. I'm one of them. So interestingly, where I live in New York, I live closer to D.C. than I do to New York City. New York's a big state, and people forget that, like, um, there's a whole fucking state besides the fucking city. Yep. I also live closer to Indianapolis than I do to New York City. It Really? Yeah. West you know of what? Buffalo. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Maybe not maybe not on the road, but definitely as the crow flies. Um, no, it's by road hours, too. Really? My company's warehouse is in Indianapolis, so I drive there quite often. Huh. And it's about seven hours to Indy, and it's about seven and a half to eight to New York City. Really? Huh. So, like, you know that, like, far side, like, by the line where, like, that little jut up of Pennsylvania is, like, where Erie, Pennsylvania is? Uh-huh. Yeah, I live really close to that. So I'm one hour from Buffalo, two hours from Cleveland. Yeah, but, like, the thing about Cleveland, though, is, like, you get that little hook in the fucking intersection where you just kind of, like, hop, skip, and jump across. Mm-hmm. But if you're to stay on 90, so 90 there, Buffalo to yeah. Cleveland, hour from Buffalo, two hours from Cleveland, that's where I am. But it's, like, barely inside New York. I think I've been to a few comedy shows up that way. Um, I, I got a buddy, Dan Brady, who is a stand-up comedian. He recently moved to Chicago, I think, but he was out of Erie for a long fucking time. And yeah, I'm equidistant between Erie and Buffalo. Yeah, and there was a few times where he hopped the border up there, and it was like, all right, I got to leave my gun at your apartment, man, because I don't trust getting pulled over in New York. <laughs> so my county, that county right there, um, the DA and the sheriff will not prosecute New York state gun laws. So you only have to worry about stadies. Nice. But th- th- that's still a thing. So, you know, I don't fucking live there. I don't know. That That's still six yeah. hours away from my house. <laughs> I can't say that I blame you. Yeah. No, I, I got a, I got another buddy that like, I'm supposed to be starting a podcast with. Um, we've only done one, and we don't know when fucking episode two is going to be, but this guy lives in fucking England. And, uh, oh, we're, History we're, Daddy podcast? Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that dude. But, like, we're, we're at the point where it's, like, all of our fucking uh, DMs are either, hey, England sucks and fuck you, or America sucks and fuck you. And, like, it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, this is our love language. Got it. Um <laughs> But, dude, it was it was so weird fucking talking to him about fucking, like, uh, <laughs> driving and shit because he was talking about going on vacation to this fucking place. And, like, I got curious and Google Maps it. And I was like, dude, that's half an hour away. That's not a fucking vacation. Like, no, half an hour away is a vacation. I'm like, bro, your whole fucking country fits in my state. No, I don't care. No, no. Fucking half an hour away is not a fucking vacation. It takes me half an hour to get to the fucking grocery store from my fucking house. Fuck you, man. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with that. It's like, that's fucking driving to the airport for me or like doing something else where it's just like, that's totally normal. Yeah. Fucking, although I, I think that like as Americans, we like to forget that our country is literally half the fucking continent. Yeah. Yeah. Also, fun fact, oh. did you know that um uh fucking Canada is closer to the northern border of Brazil 
than the southern border of Brazil is to the northern border of Brazil? I think I have seen that. And like one of those things where like they have a map and they like show the lines with the distance. I've seen like that random thing. Yes. But I didn't remember it. That is fucking weird. That's but but also but also half an hour away is not vacation. Half an hour away is like dude, dude, there 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 are restaurants that I go to like once every six or eight months that are four hours away. I drive to that restaurant, I eat lunch, and I drive back. That sounds totally reasonable to me. Yeah. I mean, granted, I like being in the car and like, you know. Most of that isn't eating at the restaurant. Most of it's just going on a day trip and driving around and listening to fucking Necrogoblicon because for whatever reason, Necrogoblicon became me and my wife's fucking road trip music. But, you know. Fuck yeah. So I have a company truck that I like travel around the fucking Northeast in when I'm doing a site in the Northeast. Um, mm-hmm. it was, it's 2016. I got it in 2017. Brand new with 14 miles on it. 14 total. It's currently sitting at 350,000. Like, I have driven this thing for under seven years now. Yeah, like just under seven years. Put 350,000 fucking miles on it just listening to fucking music the entire time. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, that's totally normal. And people are like, what i'm like yeah that's just what i do um another one though was um uh my, my friend diane who uh voices penelope in the fucking audiobooks she had a like behind the scenes uh you know like youtube video like talking about like what all goes into like her going on tour and um that video specifically was about her driving from like london to like edinburgh which is in scotland or something and it was just like if you watched it like without context about anything, it's this like odyssey of shit that fucking has to happen to fucking get her shit done. And it's like, wow, that's that's fucking a lot. Holy goddamn. All right, let me go to Google Map. Oh, that's like me driving halfway to fucking Pittsburgh. Huh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that, that yeah, cool. 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 Um You ever like, seen them like like, like Diane, I love you to fucking death. That's not a drive. <laughs> You ever seen the the uh, the maps where they do where they like overlay like Europe over like America and like it barely gets out of New England, dude? No, it's just like there, what the fuck? No, no, there, there's this fucking thing with that. So if uh, there's this website, I think it's called the True Size of, and all it does is like you can pick a country and like move it around the world and it adjusts for the fucking like curvature of the Earth. If you put Seattle in Dublin, Miami is in Oman. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, we got a really big fucking country. Oh, yeah. You throw Alaska in the mix? It might be Saudi Arabia. It might not only be Oman. But it's still at least Saudi Arabia. It's still fucking up there. Yeah, which, which is funny because, like, Europeans, they're always, like, and full disclosure, I got a lot of European friends. I love y'all all to death, but driving to the next town over is not a fucking vacation. But, like, to them, it's like, I'm going to go 20 miles that way. Look, I'm in Germany. And it's like, I'm going to go 20 miles this way. I'm halfway to the fucking grocery store. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. If, I, if I'm 20 miles north, I'd be crossing a lake into Canada. But still, it's like, yeah. Hey, look, another country. Yeah. So, yeah, 20 miles south. Like, I'm still in my county. Yeah. And that's the fun part of the county because that's where it starts turning into the Appalachians. Yeah, and, and that's that's one of those interesting fucking things where, like, um, so, like, say before the American Civil War, or after the American Civil War is, like, when the United States federalized. It stopped being fucking X amount of fucking small states. It started being, like, one real country, right? Um, and right. the way they fucking, like, moved the military around afterwards kind of fucking has prevented it from falling into a, the kind of civil war where like states go to war against states because like even with the shit going on in like Texas and Oklahoma right now like say fucking Texas wanted to go to war with the rest of America well that's 49 other national guards and the actual military has to go war war against it's not going to fucking win but like say other fucking places like we're just going to use Europe because Europe is the size of about a quarter of the United States. They decide, hey, we're going we're gonna to go to war with everybody. Fuck you guys. And then it's like, you get a full fucking standing army, a full fucking military, and what we would consider fucking Delaware. Like, good on you for, like, getting that many people together. Um, I mean, uh, all right. But, like, I, I don't think that, like, I mean, I'm sure it will happen at some point just because, you know, history doesn't fucking end. And everything eventually yeah. fucking fall, falls apart. But, like, I don't see any time soon where if if there's another fucking American Civil War, it's state versus state. It, like, that, that's that's not going to happen in the fucking foreseeable future. Yeah, I don't think it'll be state versus state either. It's going to be regional sections. Yeah. If that, yeah, I mean, uh, because like, because like we could get mad about what's going on and go like get a gun and decide we're going to take down the fucking local government about it. Or I could watch TikTok. I really, really like watching like, TikTok. So I don't know if I'm going to people that do. Uh, You're not the only one that likes TikTok. Yeah. So instead of, instead of going out and like, you know, shooting police. I think that I'm going to just talk about it on TikTok and hope someone else does it. That seems like a good plan. Yeah. So you think they got us full on uh, force feeding us uh, the human equivalent of fo foie gras and uh, bread and circuses and we are just pacified and not going to do shit? Um, no, no. I think it's worse than that. Uh, we don't realize that we're the fucking hamsters on the wheel. Yeah, we are. And, and we acknowledge that we're the hamsters on the wheel, but, like, we don't know that we're the hamsters on the wheel. Very similar to, like, we all know that we're going to die, but, like, if you say that to somebody in your head, you're like, yeah, but am I? Kind of like the same way every American gets mad that, uh, you know, whenever taxes go up or not, not when they go down, but when they go up because everyone's a misplaced millionaire here. <laughs> yeah, and, and what, what are you going to do about it? You're going to... Say something on Facebook about it. Exactly. That that will fucking teach them. They, they will they will yeah. fucking read that and they'll be like, wow, we shouldn't raise taxes. They know now. Now I'm gonna go back to uh 
bitching about my local sports team. Yeah. Fucking here's Goatsy. Hold on. Let me go find a quote that accurately sums up how I feel real quick. Um, Nope. Not this one. Not this one. Uh, Albert Camus. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. No, but the other other thing, though, um, if you look at it historically, um, absolutely every single uh, Civil War revolution fucking major fucking uh oh god i don't know what the fucking third one is um like fucking uh what, what's the word for uh civil disturbance but like it's fucking armed and it gets really fucking violent but it's not quite a civil war like you know what i'm uh, talking about every single one of them the yeah. common denominator is mass unemployment of military aged men like, you have to have that for any of that shit. And we've got just enough of that to not let that happen. Because, like, yeah, the government sucks. I might want to fucking overthrow them. I kind of like my job. I mean, I don't like my job, but I kind of like eating and having a house or an apartment or a roof over my head. So, uh, I don't know about this whole fucking, you know, violent over-fucking-throw thing. So, um, I don't think that's going to happen until the economy gets bad enough to where it's like, all right, so we got a bunch of fucking 22-year-olds that are unemployed and uh, are about to do something about it. Like, you, that, that is a hard prerequisite for internal armed conflict. Yeah, I could see them keeping everyone just pacified enough to not do that. But at the same time, how many 22-year-olds that are not in the military are you looking at going, yeah, I'd be worried about them coming to my front door with a fucking AR? I don't know about, like, one individual, but, like, I got a lot of redneck friends, and uh, 15 of them, yeah, I would be worried about 15 of those dudes. Which goes back to, which goes back to like, yeah, I'm mad about some shit. I'm going to post it on Facebook, man, versus, all right, none of us have jobs and we ain't got fucking nothing to lose. Why the fuck not? All right. So I'm just going to fucking take this off in the left field then. So those people that did January 6th. The, Does that uh, mean the, the unguided fucking uh, tour? The unguided tour, the hilarious fucking uh, the, the, the 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 ones that the 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 the, the guys that the guards let them in and like told them, hey, this is this thing, this is where we do this. Hey, don't touch that. Okay, yeah, all right, neat. This is where this thing is. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, those guys. So you know, I'd say like half of them were like retired people. Uh, the other half were like, you know, twenties, thirties. But, like, you know, those were the ones that were dressed up all fucking fun. And then, you know, the other half was the retired people who were just like, fuck you, about whatever. So, what does that make that, then? Um, to borrow a word from my English friends, uh, those guys were all titwinks. Um, yeah, okay. Like, uh, fucking the, the, the Buffalo fucking dude who got kicked out of the Navy because he was too vegan. By the way, Google that. That'll be a, that's a fucking rabbit hole for you. Um, got kicked oh, out of the Navy because like, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, I can't eat meat. I can't be in the Navy anymore. Yeah, that guy? Yeah, yeah, plays a big game. Fucking, um... Uh, yeah, yeah, those guys were mad. Sure, got it. They were protesting what they were fucking protesting. They got their fucking unguided fucking, well, unauthorized tour. A lot of it was guided. Um, if they showed up on my lawn, though, um, I, I have, like, I have one AR because, like, I was in the military. I know the fucking, like, operating system. Platform. Yeah, um, the rest of my shit's thirty at six, and I know how to use it. Show up, show up. We have, we have we have castle walls here. Show up, please. Not thirty at six, but mine's three hundred wing mag and twenty two. Mm-hmm. So you know, I got the long range, I got the short range, and I got the mid range. Also on that fucking, I have a uh, 1917 fucking Lee Enfield, right? Fucking shoots British 303. Fucking God. Anyway, um, there's something half wrong with this gun. Like the headspace and timing is off, I think. I I don't know how that works on a bolt action. But it tumbles the round, right? However, it's still accurate as far as I know, at least up to fucking 300 yards. Um, Or I can keyhole it, but the round's going sideways. So, um... I don't know if you know how big a fucking 303 is, but it's it's about the same size as the 30 out six, but it it goes in sideways, and I know how to use the bitch. I like, and it's not even like a oh badass, I want to kill somebody. It's like I, I just kind of want to know what that does. Yeah. So my buddy that lives down that way, he lives in Dubois now. Um, he actually did online gunsmithing school so he's a legit gunsmith now and uh yeah i'm actually supposed to go down there as soon as like the weather clears up and out and uh he goes to a place that has a thousand yard range oh i'm bringing the 300 wind mag and we're just gonna have a day fucking uh this is this is a year or two ago now and uh uh my wife is in a profession she she's a drug and alcohol counselor that uh, works at halfway okay. house um and uh she fucking ended up with a fucking stalker because you know that happens you know my wife's hot she's got a bunch of she hangs out with fucking convicts all day or whatever and you know she's like giving me the brief on it hey this is the picture of this guy you know if he comes around call the call the cops ball or whatever and i'm like call the cops I'm like, you're so cute you're so cute pennsylvania is a standard ground state right um yeah no it was it was very like oh god please 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 come straight to the fucking house don't go to our work please come here because like hey i got intent um i also got the law on my side i can shoot you through the door in my state i'm not going to i'm gonna open the door and you're gonna see it first um show up please Yeah, yeah, I uh, I approve of all of those things. I actually want to move across the border back into Pennsylvania. My both my mom and dad are from Pennsylvania. I'm like, why'd you move into here? God damn it! Like, yeah, no, and, and then like to, to go just back all to sorts that, of like, easy dumb things. Yeah, but like my wife was like freaking the fuck out about it, um, and she's like, no, 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 call the cops, don't let them in. I'm like, fuck. I'm not gonna let him in. Come on now, don't do anything. 
don't do anything. I'm like, yeah, okay, all right. Like, no, no, seriously, like, fucking, oh, what's going to happen, man? Like, my Porsche needs painted. Um, did you not sing her the the old school classic, Blood Makes the Grass Grow, Marines Make the Blood Flow, Kill, Kill, Kill? I mean, it sounds more beautiful when like thirty people or more are saying it all at once. Yeah, just my no. personal opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, fucking, what is it? Hold on. Where were we at? Seventy. Yeah, my my ninth book is called "Blood Makes the Grass Grow." So yeah, no, I'm, I'm there with you. Although the working title yeah. for it was "Find Fix Flank Fuck." Um. Ooh. Well, you know, because like fucking uh, the the fucking thing is, you find them, you fix them, you flank them, and you fuck them. Um, but then I was thinking, uh, you know, uh, fucking Amazon might not want to like, like that. So might, might want to change the title just for a little bit, but also blood makes the grass grow fucking works. And, and, and if you get it, you fucking get it. And if you don't get it, that's still fucking hard. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, my, me and my one coworker today were, He's, uh, he used to be 82nd Airborne, so we were singing fucking uh, Stand Up, Shuffle Up, and Jump to the Door jump fucking to the songs door. today. Hook up the la- or jump out the hatch and scream Marine Corps. Yeah, except e- that e- I was e- screaming Marine though, Corps, and, and he was e- screaming Airborne, and I'm like, fuck you. E- even, even though fucking uh, the Marine Corps is a fucking uh, aquatic thing, not Airborne, but yeah, sure, we'll, we'll fucking sing about jumping out of fucking planes, even though it should be something along the lines of fucking Higgins boats or maybe CH-46s. Well, CH-4 Ospreys, because CH-46s aren't a thing anymore. Yeah. I mean, they we did used to have them set up with whatever the fuck you call those. Those, uh, the cables, so you could fucking, they could do static line out of it, but now they just do Halo out of it. Yeah, dude, fucking, uh, so in the moment, this was one of my worst fucking moments in the Marine Corps. But in hindsight, it was fucking hilarious. So, you know you know the hellhole? For people at home, there's a... What, what, what is it? Three foot by three foot? Four foot by four foot? I think it's three foot by three foot. Uh, I think it's a two and a half by three. Yeah, it's there's just... Two of them. There's a forward and aft. There's two of them on yeah. the Osprey. So, so there's a hole in the bottom of the fucking bird that you drop a rope down and you, you know slide down the rope through, right? Um, anyway, um, we're, we're doing fast roping shit and I went down and my rifle that was slung to me got caught on either side of the fucking hole. And what the operating procedure for that is you hold onto the rope and someone else, you know, figures out a way to make you go through down. How that worked was, uh, I got stuck in the hole. I'm holding onto the rope and there's a fucking corporal just kicking me in the fucking head. Because apparently that's going to make me go down fucking faster somehow. And it was like a good five or six stomps. Like, God fucking damn it, bitch! Before someone else, like, someone else looked at me like three inches and like, threw my rifle right to the fucking side. Get the fucking rifle. Yeah. Oh, God. I fucking hate fast roping. <laughs> um, that's fucking amazing. 
All right. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh yeah. No, my 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 my, my uh, favorite one though was uh, uh, how did it go? It was uh, I go to the playground where all the kitties play. I pull up my two forty and I start to spray, spraying left, right, left, right, left, right, kill, left, right, left, right. You know I will. I go to the church where all the nuns pray. I bust out a window and I throw in a grenade. And then I go to the market where all the ladies shop. I pull out my machete and I start to chop, chopping left, right, left, right, left, right, kill. And then I go to the graveyard where all the gents sleep. I pull out my e-tool and I start to eat. Yes. Like fucking. There was another one. I, I hope I hope the kids now can fucking sing that shit because like even when I was in that was kind of on the like hey man don't be saying that shit. And that was a minute ago. Fuck, which one was it? it was uh, there's one similar to that? It was uh, fuck, I forget the beginning of it, but it's uh, it was left, right, left, right, left, right, kill. Give me a gun, and I will, will, will. Fuck, what was the beginning of it? But it was similar to the one you just said. But there was another one like that. God damn it. Yeah, I'm going to remember this in like tomorrow or something fucking stupid. And be like, son of a bitch, I should have said that. Um, <laughs> The other one, the other one, uh, and this is kind of a two-parter, which might segue into something else, but fuck it. Um, precursor, I fucking love my dad, all right? not saying anything bad about my dad just noting a few things all right love him to death fucking he's one of the one of the reasons that i am me but he was also in the air force in the fucking early 80s so eh. um but fucking uh uh it was it was uh after after boot camp or fucking i don't know it's something or some point but we were talking about like running cadences and he was talking about how one of the big cadences the Air Force used in the fucking 80s was like, we're not the, you know, Navy, the blah, blah, whatever Navy. We're not the Air Force, the blah, blah, or we're not the Army, the blah, blah, Air Force. We're not the Marine Corps, the blood and guts Marine Corps. And I'm, I'm kind of looking at him like, why would you join the military if you're not going to be the blood and guts part? It's kind of weird, but all right. But um, <laughs> we were we were watching this movie. I think it was... Uh, do you ever see a movie called My Dog Skip? Yeah. Where it had Frankie Muniz, and it was about him being a kid and his dog, and, like, the big conflict in the movie was, I mean, obviously, kid and his dog, but, like, his brother, like, just went to fucking Europe because the movie takes place in, like, 1944, right? And we're watching this movie, <laughs> and uh, I was pissed off about a lot of shit. I, if I remember right, I just got back from Afghanistan. And my dad was like, you know, if I was around back then, you know what I'd do? I'm like, what was that, dad? And he's like, I'd have found a way to get out of the draft because all the dudes were in Europe or in the Pacific fighting that war, and I'd be the only guy around, and those chicks got to fuck somebody, right? And without a beat, I look at him and go, yeah, I still would join the Marine Corps, but, you know, I'm not a bitch. And then my dad didn't <laughs> talk to me for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
And I felt really bad about that, but, like, I don't regret saying it at the same time. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's a great way to fucking do that. Uh, but, but, but also, uh, speaking of my dad, so he was the, uh, he was in the Air Force. He was the guy that, like, loaded fucking weapons on a fucking aircraft, right? Um, I don't know right. what that's fucking actually called, but... Um, Aviation ordinance? Something like that. Um, but yeah. he was stationed at Mountain Home fucking uh, Idaho. Mountain Home, Mountain Home Air Force Base in Idaho. And uh, he worked on F-111s, which were, you know, nuclear aircraft, which was... I mean, the aircraft wasn't nuclear, but it was back in the day when, like, you didn't count on missiles. You counted on putting a bomb on an airplane and just dropping it. But apparently the way that fucking worked was you would have the plane ready to fucking go. You'd always have one plane ready to fucking, like, load up and go. And you couldn't have the bomb on the plane. You had to have it on the outside before you loaded. You have to get the word and then load it up. But you have to, like, press in the right code to arm it, right? And uh, he was on shift, and what they would do is, like, they have, like, a fire watch where it was, like, hey, your job is to stand here for fucking 12 hours and make sure no one steals this fucking nuclear bomb, right? And my, my dad was telling me, he was like, yeah, so this command module, you know, it's got, like, a million fucking buttons on it, and it's got, like, a 46-digit fucking arming code, so, like, you're never going to get it. But all the buttons made a fucking, they all lit up, and they made a cool noise, and you press them, so... The way I spend my time is red light, red light, that light's green. He said it took about 30 seconds between, oh, fuck, that light's green, and his face just getting punched into the fucking concrete, and he spent three days in a fucking basement getting his fucking ass kicked. Where did you get the codes? I was born on Firewatch! Holy fuck. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Holy God. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my dad was in, my dad was in the Air Force for four years. Um, I think he picked up E five five times. Back 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 in the eighties when you could do that. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. According to my oldest brother, because both my brothers went in the army and I went in the Marines. But uh, when my oldest brother went in, so like 96, he was just like, yeah, so you got to like uh, get two DUIs before you can get E7. That checks out. I'm just like, okay. Fucking um, my, my uh, first deployment, fucking um, our, uh, n- not our team leader, because that was a gunnery sergeant who was a fucking, the biggest fucking cockbag on the fucking planet. But, like, uh, we, we had this guy on our team. Uh, his name was Sergeant Cantu. And uh, imagine a scary Danny Trejo. And, and I know what you're thinking. Okay. I know what you're thinking. Danny Trejo is scary. No. He just no. looks scary. No, no. I mean a scary Dan- I mean a jacked Mexican dude that looks like fucking Danny Trejo, but, like, has a tattoo of the nativity scene on his fucking abs. Holy fuck. Anyway, fucking... Um, they're like, we're, we're, we're attachments to this fucking battalion, right? And right before fucking the deployment, he gets a fucking DUI. And uh, our command's like, oh, well, we're going to fucking fry your ass, but we also need you to deploy. So we're going to fry your ass when you get back. 
So have fun with that fucking deployment, bitch, because you're going to be a fucking corporal when this, the minute you get back, because fuck you. Anyway, we, we go to fucking Afghanistan, and he does scary Danny Trejo stuff as a combat camera guy. It gets in really good with the fucking baton we're attached to, and um, our parent command was fucking irate because while he was deployed, fucking, uh, like, we're like five months into this fucking deployment, and um, the company commander over there gives him a uh, 6105 for his DUI so that when he gets back, fucking, they can't double jeopardy him because they were... They were nice. playing like court martialing because they hated him because, you know, he was scary Danny Trejo. It was like, no, 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 sorry, I, I already got hit for this. That's fucking amazing. Also, this dude was fucking hardcore as shit. Like, fucking, we'd do shit where it was like, hey, we're going to go on a 10-mile run for PT. All right, we're going to go on this 10-mile run. Oh, you went to dental this morning. And you couldn't go on this 10-mile run. All right, well, I'm going to go redo that 10-mile run with you at lunch because you missed PT this morning. I was like, so so you're just, like, running 20 miles a day to keep all the Marines in shape? Machete wasn't yes, sharp enough, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that dude's my goddamn hero. But, yeah. I had a few sergeants like that. Where they were just like, hey, I noticed your runtime slower than it was last time. Or it's just like, yeah, I PT on my own. I just go to the gym. Like, your runtime's slowing down. We need to improve your score. It's just like, I'm good, man. I'm getting out. Now we're going to improve your score. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. And they, they do shit where it's like, all right, so I'm going to, like, run you through, like, the hardest PT you've ever been through in your life. And then after you're dead, I'm going to go work out. Because what I, would suck for you is, like, Kind of a warm up, I guess. I don't know. I had one sergeant who annoyed me while I was in, and then I learned to appreciate him after I got out. But his original first enlistment was in the Gulf War. He was infantry, and his MOS didn't exist when he came back in when I was in. And like it was like pre Jovelin's fucking something like that so like whatever assaultmen were back before there was assaultmen pretty much like even though it's not assaultmen anymore yeah something like that but like his mos like went the fuck away somewhere between the gulf war and when i was in and so he came in and like he was like from mexico He, he was a very nice guy he had a mustache, so we just called him Sergeant Mustachio. But I worked night crew, he worked day crew, and he'd be like, we need to go run you because your runtime is getting bad. And I'm just like, damn it. I'm like, all right, fine. Well, this is when I'm available because that's when I wake up. During the middle of summer in North Carolina, I wake up around noon, so I'd get there like at one. And so he'd take me for a run at one. Our staff sergeant found out about it. He's just like, you can't be running the corporal, me, during bl- lunchtime on a Black Flag Day here. And I was just like, I I was all for it. Like, I told him the time was okay. Like, we 
We're do you want here. this Marine to die in combat or not? Because if I take him on a run, he might not die in combat. But if I don't take him on this run, he will die in combat. Do you want this Marine's blood or your goddamn exactly. hands? Like, you're both just like, uh, what the fuck do you want us to do? Like, when's he supposed to run me? <laughs> fucking, okay, so um, my, my, my first deployment are uh, fucking, uh, uh, not, not squad leader because we're in a cap platoon. Um, section leader fucking we'd make fun of him because like he joined the marine corps in the 90s fucking uh he was a machine gunner but learned on an m60 um i i think his he did like two or three mews and his fourth deployment was invading iraq like like his fucking profile picture on fucking facebook is still him as a lance corporal on his third deployment sitting on saddam hussein's fucking throne but anyway at the time he was in one seven Fuck yeah yeah um and uh first battalion seventh marines let me back this up a little bit. Most, for people at home, uh, fucking uh, most naming conventions for military units are like Alpha Company, Bravo Company, Charlie Company, Echo, Fox, whatever, right? But 1st Battalion, 7th Marines, fucking because of the shit they did in World War II, instead of Alpha, Bravo, and Charlie, they're Animal, Baker, and Suicide, right? So they get back from Iraq. Uh, they go to a fucking like field off or something. Fucking one of the dudes can't take, can't take it. Puts a fucking gun in his mouth, fucking blows his fucking head off, right? Tragic fucking story. Anyway, uh, his uh, parents want to know what the fuck's up, so they call the fucking his command to be like, hey, what's going on with our kid that kills himself? Fucking company clerk picks up the phone, suicide company, how may I help you? Um, I'm sorry, what the fuck? Is this some kind of a sick joke? Uh... No, who is this? Oh, we're Lance Corporal Schmuckatelli's fucking parents. Oh, fuck. Uh, give me, I'm sorry about that. Give me a second. Um, I'll patch you into the fucking commanding officer. Commanding officer picks up the phone. Suicide Company Captain Smith. How may I help you, sir, ma'am? <laughs> oh, my God. That's fucking amazing. I mean, it's sad because the guy committed suicide, but. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! But yeah, that, that was uh, one of my dude's junior Marines. So it was like he would tell us that story, and we're like, "That didn't happen." But like, oh, that happened. I'm like, ah, "I don't think that happened." No, it happened. Okay, man. Not only did it happen, you can ask anyone else here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that was the thing too, because he was telling us that story as a sergeant in 2008. It's like, dude, you've been in the Marine Corps for 12 years, like, um. We were in middle school when that we were in elementary school when that supposed story happened. Are, are you sure that happened, Sergeant? Like, was 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 that like when uh, Lee was marching on Gettysburg or when Sherman was marching towards Atlanta? Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, so that was pre nine eleven. So the world that that was happening doesn't exist anymore. I'm pretty sure you lied to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not, not, nothing happened. Fucking, like, yeah, no, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hey. I don't know, man. Kind of running out of steam here, and I got to get up in the morning. All right, well. I'll call it sure. We'll fucking uh, do this again another day, and definitely, you know, when this comes out, and you can uh, tell people, or not, I don't give a shit. Because this yeah, was funny yeah. either way. Yeah, let me know. I'll fucking try. Have fun editing this shit, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, it only shows two or three times. 
restarted three times, took a piss break. Uh, shouldn't be that bad. I don't know. Like this site that we're doing this on is like records the files good. So I think the worst of it's going to be just lining things up, making a few, few splices, but I'll just have to go through it once. And my video editing software is not horrible at it. So eh. that's good. Shouldn't be good. All right. Well, hey, it was great drinking beers and catching up with you, man. We'll do this again soon. And get a hold of me in March for the live stream for book two. Yes, I think we should. that should be March-ish. I'll hit you. All right, cool. All right, sounds good. The only thing I know about March is probably middle of March I'll be home. And after that, I'll be in Alaska. Yeah, no, I figured that fucking I'll, I'm not even going to schedule that shit till the end of February just because, you know, you know how schedules work. Right. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. My schedule will change seven times between now and then. Yeah. All right. I'll catch you around, dude. Later, dude. Nice talking to you again. See you, man. All right.